I wanna be the best in the game, invest in my name, check no restraints, I'm obsessed with the pain, I ingest, I retain, assess and I change, possessed by the thought I'll be free one day from society's restraints, money, clout and fame, mud disease, a plague, we all love to hate, have to play the game, have to make a name, all our insecurities are on This display. is war with the enemy, think that it was meant to be, living in a time where disease is on every screen. Hello and welcome listeners back to another episode of Tactical Awareness. This uh, episode is a lead into our new segment. Uh, doing faction guides for the various um, sectorials and hyperpower factions in Infinity and 4. Uh, I'm once again joined by Owen and Dan, and in this episode, uh, Dan is going to be um, sort of leading a discussion uh, and giving us some of his insights so far into his journey playing Starmada uh, as a lead into O12. Uh, the plan is we're going to start off with the sectorials. Just because they provide like a shorter list of models, and then once we get through the sectorials for a given hyperpower faction, go to that sort of vanilla slash hyperpower list and have sort of a, um, a, a sort of not definitive, but a at least working breakdown of what each faction has role wise and some of their fire team stuff. So just building off of our first six episodes, um, hopefully giving some useful information as to where everything in a certain given thing fits in. So let's join Owen and Dan and get started on this next leg of the tactical awareness journey. Hi hey everybody, welcome to the new section of tactical awarenesses series on getting started with infinity. We're jumping into faction breakdowns and advanced roles and we're starting off episode 7 with space cops um starmada in the O12. But before we get too far into that, we're going to go through and talk about last week's episode. So everybody's doing um and find out what's new with owen and dan so um last episode we did a how to know you are not new anymore the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end of the beginning um and i got some interesting feedback we got a uh a bunch of comments about people coming back into infinity from um having like laps during the pandemic and not played it a lot uh, a bunch of people basically like sharing some anecdotes about not feeling very new anymore and um, that some of the, like the, the stuff we talked about related to them, like teaching other player, uh, a lot of Dan's stories actually like resonate with people about that and like bringing somebody new in. Um, and just that, like <laughs> that, like sort of general commiseration of, I don't feel like I'm not new yet, but I'd really like to do that. So I'm going to try some of those things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool episode to end cap this first sort of run with. And so now we're going to jump in and, and do some, some more different people led things. Um, but let's, uh, let's catch up with Owen and Dan and hear what you guys did this week. So what was your infinity life like this week, uh, Dan? Uh, played a bunch of games, actually. I got a couple in versus Owen. Uh, I faced his dreaded double maggie list <laughs> and i was like i don't have anything that can kill these tags <laughs> and i died a horrible death really? um, and then uh just with the list i brought and then oh no i was trying out starmata because we're talking about starmata today mm -hmm. and i was like let's bring a starmata list and i'm gonna oh dear god everything went wrong i don't know what's going on ah <laughs> I mean, a little bit maggies. of fun looking rolls made it that one of the maggies didn't die because like Shona should have made it to the one of them. Like it was just like roll D11 and takes a little bit longer than it should have. Right. right and it meant so. that instead of just the one Maggie running up the board, it was both. And mm. and, and he has no exploding close combat weapon with Varangian smoke, like stopping it yet. Well, not anymore. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's, he it's, had his shot on the it's first gone. Turn and yeah. it didn't make it. And because of that, that window is now closed. And it's like ASMGs, plasma yeah. rifle, and they're not enough. Yeah, that was the that was the primary tool he was hoping for was an explosive list kind of weapon in melee. And she's, I mean, she's pretty good at dismantling a tag. Even even somebody as big as Maggie, she's got what CC martial arts three and explosive Plus martial arts four, four. explosive AP. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. explosive. Oh no, no she adds no, AP. Oh, AP. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Oh god, and she dodges on seventeens. She should have just walked through the flamethrower and on seventeens and been like, whatever. It, it wasn't the flamethrower. It was he smoked himself, and then he was going to spec a smoke in front to see the Magariba guard. Because, like, at point blank, I'll use the pistols instead of the flamethrower against them because mm-hmm. it's opposed. And also, I had spotlit them at this point as they were moving in. Um, but he didn't make it. And then, rather than that close mag doing anything, the far mag just walked and saw them from a mm-hmm. distance and was like, shock and that was the end right i hit on 20s i hit on 20s yeah maybe we just had a little bit too long fire lanes but it was just kind of like i needed three smokes to be able to get to them just how going up the board just because there's two maggies kind of sit out in the the open and she's just like there was enough kind of crossfire that i just you can yeah i was gonna say it's you can usually kind of like you can usually um zigzag your smoke and not even be in it during the moves to to get almost anywhere but you're right it'll take too many orders sometimes to do that and if you've got a maggie watching the other side then you can't really all of those three smokes the Mm -hmm. first smoke went off fine the second smoke went off fine and the third third smoke that i needed i couldn't also went off and then the fourth smoke didn't go off what was it the fourth yeah because you had to smoke at the hallway for the right maggie then the left maggie then you moved up and smoked a second time and then you threw the smoke out of the smoke to get the last mm. one. I, I probably could have deployed a little better, to be honest. But either way, uh, it was it was a lot of eggs in one basket. That Shona was the really only person who can kill him, and Shona dies really fast if mm-hmm. it's, she's not in close combat. And even then, it's still risky. <laughs> and I did say, like, had he made it and not killed me and just been in close combat, the refu- the Red Furies would have just shot her. Mm-hmm. If I kill my tag, that's fine. I'm a little better off, but not a lot better off. But anyways, but then we played against what? Who did you bring? Shazvasti. Oh yeah, Shazvasti. And then I won with the booty list. Ooh. I brought uh, six, six, six booty rolls. Five. All the booty. And yeah, it was something like that. It was a good time. What cool! What cool! What cool! Fun box did you find in the booty uh, rolls? Both the cool? diggers got Panzer Faust. Oh, diggers are so good! I forgot you printed you printed up some proxy diggers, didn't you? Aren't they amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for like a it's legit just, it's digger. Two model. wounds. It's like it's why do they have two wounds? Cheap with two wounds too. Holy moly! If they're one wound, I still think they're pretty good. But with mm-hmm. two wounds, hey. Um, and then uh, yeah, they both got Panzer Faust. The one motorized bounty hunter got a multi sniper rifle. Which you used to kill a taiga, which was fun. That's crazy. And, and then, what did the what did the mech get? What did the the tag get? Uh, yeah, the uh, adhesive launcher. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so when I ran out of ammo with my Panzerfaust and flam and spread, I could shoot something long range still. That's funny. You rolled something you already had and then couldn't reroll because you don't get to reroll if you have something. That sucks. No, he, no, he doesn't have an adhesive launcher. Who am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of riot stoppers. I'm not saying that. 
it's not a Zeta. This is no, the, no, no, uh, not the Zeta. The uh, oh, trip hammer. Trip oh, the trip hammer. Oh, you took the digger tag. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got yeah, it, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <clears throat> Right. It was meant to be like just a silly list, but then it kind of worked out. That's I mean, cool. mostly it was the uh, the heavy machine gun remote that did most of the work. But hey, who's counting? <laughs> I mean, those things those things sometimes become absolute heroes. Sometimes they die holding a corner, and sometimes they are the hero you need. That just they were, thing. they were the hero. Mm-hmm. Although he laid a mine, two smiley faces outside my deployment zone, and laid two mines that absolutely ruined my day. And I was like, Lockkeeper, go. Oh, shoot. That does actually hit the Lockkeeper. He fails his dodge, fails his armor. There goes the Lockkeeper in his bot. All right. Uh, <laughs> at least that mine's gone. The other mine, I'll discover. I get it. Spend five shots on it, like five dice. Doesn't blow up. You missed it quite a bit. <sighs> I, I was hitting it. You just made your, all your armor saves. No, no. The first on shot, you just mine? missed. You oh just missed, God. and then and then <laughs> one of them hit on the next shot, and I made the armor save, and then you had to shoot it like two more times before it actually died. Yeah, that's when the red haze goes down. And you're like, I should have just dodged through this three orders ago, but now I'm committed, and I'm going to make well, sure no, there's that. He could have deployed where if I activated any model, two or three oh, models got hit for died. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, one yeah. of them was a cyber ghost, and I'm like, cyber mm-hmm. ghost isn't good at dodging, nor is he good at hitting. Getting and the other one was the <laughs> TR bot. Who also right. didn't want to who eat a needed, mine. Who needed to live? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I did it properly. I just had bad dice, but then it all worked out because I won in the end. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I wonder when your comeuppance with the duo Maggie's going to come on. I wonder when. Wonder when that's going to be. There's going to be some list that just that that doesn't care about. It. I wonder it's, if it's when you like run into um, combined army and like a speculo killer because like a speculo killer is going to going to wreck their day. There's a bunch of like things that would be bad drops into the Magriba guard. I'm trying to think of actually the Zeta probably would beat them up too. Cause the, the oh, yeah. he's got dice advantage and he's got AP yeah. on the, on the, the, on the HRMC. Like if, if he can see him. Cause like he's got to hide during the act of his, the, it's hard to hide those things, man. They're so huge right. and you can go plus you just need to see it's bomb. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Then, but I, I need to hide if he's going. Oh, through. the Zeta. Yeah. 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 Cause like, so if I'm hiding, who... then he just drops mines all around me. Yeah. If it's tag V tag, it's whoever is active is going to win. I don't know, man. Make your Zeta the, when you're playing missions, make your Zeta the uh, key op so that he can dodge on fucking 14s. Right, right. But the, the trick is you shoot mines on both sides of him and then look at him with your HMG. Again, I'm just saying he just dodges and then, yeah. If, if you roll a dodge and you're like, dodge on an 11 and I shoot you four times. I mean, he's the only type that can just stick to the back of a building all the way back in your deployment zone, you know? Like, and he gets no cover. Sure, if you if you walk around the whole table to get to him, I'm just saying <laughs> there's a lot of places you can stick to that. I don't think you're realizing like just how fast there. this list is. I know, I get it. They're it's got 15 all orders on that Magariba guy. Yeah, it's true. I guess we get there if he wants to get there. <laughs> it's got yeah, quad tack aware. <laughs> like you can give one Magariba guard three tack awares if you just positioned correctly <laughs> before you get into your 10 order pool. That's true. <laughs> moving six ah, four. True. yeah and you don't want to poke out because it'll just murder you with the with the machine gun so you have to hide and then uh, yeah yeah and then maybe some hidden hackers some razors maybe but even then they got do they have a tin bot built in yeah they've got ecm hacking i don't think it's like perfect I, by by any stretch uh-huh, uh-huh. um had a definitely close game against uh ariadna at one point we just couldn't finish off his like 
damage 16 ap hmg and i'm like just die already i need you i can't <laughs> yeah. let you be alive in the and it's, turn. it's one wound no wounding capital just won't go down yep so, yep. no the, the list is definitely but it's like do you, if you tech for that list is it also a good list against other yeah, yeah 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 that's it's it's that's, a skew a it's a part. skew you need to skew into kind of and that's the that's the rub right yeah you're absolutely right it's but, how uh, do you how do you take it apart but now I've experienced it, and then I tried to play a couple. Every time I try to play Starmada, I played one at the at the the game store this week, and that guy had a horrible death. What was it against? Uh, it was against uh, Ariadna, the Highlanders, or whatever. Caledonians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Amon's army? Uh, yes. Nice. And uh, I just. I just, got taken, I, just got, that army is. I just got taken apart it was like well no pow 17 ap heavy ah, i die their million <laughs> their million dollar ammunition because they they show up with the twosium rounds that are all ap on every gun or no no two. but it's it's the plus two damage on that guy That's oh yeah what makes no, it crazy. yeah it is it is crazy yeah just waiting for I, that type two heavy machine gun that's when that's when Ariadna really comes into its own when they figure out how to fit those bullets into an hmg that's Basically, the, that's despite the all the bonuses of fire teams, I feel like it's harder to use fire teams because, like, well, you're restricted how you have to move. So we'll talk more about. Let's that talk later. about that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's yeah. a really interesting lesson. I mean, that's I think I think that's the like that's the conversation we had during the fire team episode, right? There's these sort of overt advantages, but once you play the game for a while and you realize how unit diversity can benefit you those those sort of like hyper power factions taking like the mainline factions that have everything in them it's so powerful that when you can mix and match things you can't mix and match in the sectorials and i think they've done a good job of doing that of kind of curating the sectorials so you get these sort of like overt advantages of being able to create fire teams but you just don't have necessary like you have that as a big big primary tool and it's kind of like the show pony but you don't have these more subtle tools that could be really useful when you run into a skew like double mega rewards or you know lots of like war bands like in caledonians and camo and stuff like that where you're like oh i don't have really any ability to do x or do y i have no camel markers in this entire faction i went to that day yeah. was like oh i didn't realize that there was literally no camouflage at all in starmata like zero. It's like you that can cyber moment. Guys. That, yeah. <laughs> that was my moment that my interest in Star Mata died on the vine. <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is like a really specific type of list. I can't I can't do this really specific thing. So yeah, is, we'll get to... yeah. So like I guess we can start with like my my main flaws for Star Mata. Well, maybe I don't think we need to get into Star Mata yet. I want to I want to do okay, some fine. new concepts and stuff. And I want to go through the units. I want to go through the roles and units and stuff. We'll, we'll, well. we'll stick to a format here, and then maybe we can do that as the wrap up. That sounds like a good idea for like our um, our impressions. No, 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 no. Jesus <laughs> Christ! We're doing overviews. I'm not going to go through every zoning out already. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> through roles. So, so, but one of the things I wanted to do before we jumped uh, to actually talking about the faction Starmada is talking about the format and the process for this. So. What what seemed to be the most useful actually was starting with Dan for two reasons. One, because he's got the newest sort of like um, take on this, which I think is useful for, for the listeners, for you guys listening out there. And also um, because Starmada and O12 are the shortest list of factions. It's one sectorial and one hyperpower faction. So if we're going to do like a proof of concept here, this would be quick to do. This episode, we can go through the 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 sectorial and the next episode, we'll go through like 
the stuff that wasn't in the sectorial and, and then that's where we can get this like impressions between the two and like what the what the differences are um and also to introduce some new subtypes because this was something that came up in the roles the very first episode we did where we're talking about roles in your list building and some examples and new concepts we could talk about are um subtypes for those those main roles because people were like but what about when they do this and what about they do that and i i thought introducing them as concepts and talking about them might be useful um so let's do that and then we'll jump in and actually talk about starmana uh so the new concepts were for our four roles uh and these were gunfighters midfielders support pieces and button pushers um and these are the ones that came up in the comments and through us kind of discussing over the last six episodes so for the gunfighter subtypes there was point blank gunfighters so folks with like shotguns grenades and trench hammers and they'd also have mod stacking, usually like surprise shot, marker states, camel, or mimetism. Uh, so you won't get any of those, Dan, except for the last one. Uh, <laughs> and then they also might have things like smoke or movement or deployment skills to deliver them like parachutists to come in the flank. That was when they came up a lot. Like it, it's it's basically like a subtype of a gunfighter because they don't have a traditional gun like an HMG or a, a Spitfire or something like that that's going to win that ranged gunfight. They have to get up close to be really effective, but they're still gunfighter. They're still going face to face and using their skills to do stuff. Good examples would be like Usha, right? She's like those assault pistols. She's a boarding shotgun. She has camo. She can sneak up on people with like her um her like superior deployment stuff and then ambush them at eight inches and either kill them with weighted dice or just like her like super mod stacking. Uh, then there was mid-range brawlers. So guns with lots of dice um, or a small far team option to push that higher, like, like a, a multi-marksman or spitfire. Um, things like Harris teams where you might take like a multi-marksman rifle and up it to like a four shot burst bonus using weighted dice and you're trying to sit inside that 8 to 16 band against guns that go zero at 16 so this is like the gunfighter who wants to take out guys like missile launchers rocket launchers hmgs where their positive modifiers don't start until over 16 um and they might use same things like mimetism visors armor or just being multi-wound to get the job done and have built-in fail safes like if they're in a um, fire team, things like uh, a trailing like doctor or paramedic that's with them or the usual Toha BS of, you know, triads and um, Ferroware, Ferro Simeo bombs and stuff like that. And then the opposite, that's a long range hunter. So they have guns that shoot over 24 with positive modifiers. So things like HMG, sniper rifles, rocket launchers, missile launchers, they'll have visors. So things like biometric visor or... Um, uh, multi-spectral visor, camo, surprise mods, same stuff, or like remotes with support wear. And they can ARO maybe better than normal too. So they might have like fire team options or neurosynetics or total reaction too. Long range hunters are the guys that you send to kill those short range gunfighters and brawlers, right? Because they get to outside that 16 inch band or 24 inch band and they still keep their positive mods. So it's all about kind of knowing the the versatility range of your gunfighter piece. And almost no gunfighter piece in Infinity has every range band being good there's almost none in the game right like a missile launcher is actually only good over 24 sniper rifles are good over 16 so are hmgs um spitfires this are good is, this is why you play booty and cross your fingers and hope you can help your shaolin monk buys an hmg and then you've got a midfield with a machine gun <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have any thoughts about that that's kind of my synopsis of what we talked about but that seemed like a, a way of breaking down those gunfighter classifications into some like a useful way of like talking about them. So like point blank, mid range, and, and long range. What what were your guys' thoughts on that? No, I totally agree with everything there. Um, and it's I've been that's kind of like my thoughts exactly as I've been like learning all the different things of like oh yeah, like it, and it's nice to have a variety of things on your list. So when you go against the different weapons, you can 
try to get a positive range bound while they have a negative and you just and because like when i was against maggie and it was like close up and i was like i get a positive but he's at su suppressing and we both get three dice this is hard <laughs> yeah and so it's like getting something a bit farther back to be able to shoot them and also yeah so it's right foot right tool for right job and i think that's something yeah. that like you you start to realize like your your tools come more readily to hand when you can like I classify and identify those pieces in your list that are good for a, a particular engagement like who should you send is kind of that like paralysis question people have mid-game where you see a guy like with his orders like and he's counting them in his hand he doesn't really know what to do it's it's he's trying to access that information of like which of these pieces that I still have left at my disposal is right for this particular job and what's my best odds of success do you have any thoughts on that one Owen yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think too much about this. I play like like <laughs> you're just. Instinct. This feels like it's gonna work out. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, it's, it's all instinct. It's not it's not coherent <laughs> enough to be like, and this is how I would classify this kind of unit, and I would bring right. that in my list because of these reasons. It's like breaker rifles are cool. Let's bring five. You bring, <laughs> you bring chaos to everything, Owen. I I love it. I said I actually in the chat just earlier we were talking about episode stuff. Um, and you were quoting, I think it was Sun Tzu to somebody, and then they quoted back Mike Tyson. <laughs> and I said, Tyson, I, I actually, <laughs> I just made that up, and I'm assuming that it's a quote from someone. It was, it was Sun Tzu. It was, it was Sun Tzu, I'm pretty sure. But then I, I said that Mike Tyson, I right. I, I interpret Mike Tyson's everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth with knowing the rules and winning the game aren't as related as some people think they are. <laughs> yeah, I only need to know the rules well enough that you think I know the rules. <laughs> well, you need to know the rules well enough that you can move around, that you can do everything legally. You know what I mean? But you don't need to like That's not every true. single card. <laughs> you definitely do need to know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. We're here already. He's, he's trying to push my buttons. Please. I only need to know enough that you I've, think I know it. I've started drinking. I've good. started drinking earlier in these episodes now because Owen's trying to push my buttons earlier. Um, I don't know what you're talking so, about. <laughs> so, so we're, we're into midfielders then. Um, and I've got three classifications or sort of subtypes for midfielders here for talking about them later on. So the first one's a peace trader and the things that would exemplify a peace trader. Uh, and what that means is you're trying to trade a lower point value piece for a higher one is things like direct templates, right? So, um, you've got like, uh, chain rifles or heavy flamethrowers or nanopulsers, stuff like that. Uh, they're, they're cheap, right? That's important too. You want them to be cheap point wise. Cause you want them to, they're, you're expecting them to die. And um, you're expecting them to to get blown away usually, uh, but to kill something more expensive than them when they go. And then either equipment, deployment, or movement skills to get them up the table or onto those more expensive pieces. So like smoke and stuff too. Um, the next one would be camo spam. Owen talked a lot about this when he was talking about Sundic Butt and how much he loved Sundic Butt because um, it creates lots of camo tokens. So cheap. Uh, they have like camouflage or that is definitely not the reason. My that layer. is an added bonus. <laughs> no, I know. But but his but his decoy camo is is free, right? Effectively, it's yes. another piece on the table. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and then usually advanced deployment skills too, because you're trying to litter the table with a bunch of unknowns that just make the order efficiency of your opponent go down because they don't, they have to either waste it identifying maybe nothing, maybe a mine, maybe a, a, a model, like a unit. Um, and it's just a sort of like psychological game of like, there's, we know but, there's something there. We don't know what it is. I mean, I kind of, the current rules iteration means that you can immediately negate the fact that he's a mine by asking what the mimetism value is on your camo marker. So like you always know who is Sunduck butt and his decoy. Right. 
in the camouflage state that does not place the marker. Camouflage markers can possess the mimetism skill. It's called it specifically. It's just mimetism. So right. camouflage markers indicate that mod level. So you just you just ask and you go, yeah. hey, does he have mimetism? And if so, what level? And you're like, oh, yeah, he you doesn't go. have yeah. mimetism. Oh, yeah. that's the Sunduk butt then. Yeah. Cool. So, the, so the effect, well, you're actually supposed to place a token that's a different color even. You're supposed to place the yellow token for Sunduk butt, the green token for the mine, and then like a TL guy would be the purple token. There's there's different tokens now for the, the different states. Um, They're yeah. always buzz. So, yeah, I'm just looking at the new the new art stuff. Oh, I see. Because it's the, yeah. the stuff from Code One. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's specifically called out. So that's that's why it's specifically called out that you that they have a mimetism skill. There you go. Uh, but nothing else would because it's the token that has the skill, not actually the trooper. So technically, you're not um, you're not declaring any information with the trooper. It's the token gains that skill when they transform into it interesting now you know how to sniff out whether or not it's a sunday but <laughs> and yes. also whether or not it's a mine or whatever because like if they have mim three then it'll be a mine but if it's mim six it's not a mine it's a dude yeah and like yeah, yeah. we had oh, this same conversation with, same with delamis actually delamis i don't think have any mimetism but they do have surprise shot and camouflage so you have yellow markers for your delamis and then green markers for your mines Neat. Now I have to repaint a bunch of my camel markers. <laughs> yeah, or use the official ones. Um, or even just put zero minus three minus six on them, I guess. Uh, so then crossover is the last one I came up with. So crossover midfielders could also be button pushers or gunfighters. And I think crossover is a term that's going to come into a lot of these because um, there are some that, that can also double duty. And so I think crossover pieces are just useful to talk about. And then support pieces, the one we came up with is like a dynamic lieutenant. Um, can they do more than just sleep on a roof? Do they have extra orders for an NCO or do they have the inspiring presence skill? Um, or are they like a crossover piece where they could be a gunfighter, like a late uh, turn three lieutenant that stands up with an HMG? Uh, there's a really popular Zhu Yong lieutenant with regeneration and turn three, he just stands up and uses that extra order to go gunfight and kill things. He sleeps until round three when lost lieutenant doesn't matter, right? You don't care. <laughs> you just go, go and run and gun. If you die, you don't care. Because it's the last turn of the game, you're not having a turn after that anyway. I actually love that when it's like my lieutenant could die. Meh. Yeah, and then you're just like YOLO, and you just get up and and, and go and fight. Um, so those were the subclasses I came up with. I didn't come up with any real subclasses for button pushers because really the only one would be crossover pieces, right? I think they're gonna the button push ability of just the mobility and um, specialist tag kind of is like a catch-all and then they would just cross over with these other three because the other three are really about where you are in the battlefield and what you're doing right the gunfighter piece is going and picking fights or or standing up to to pick a fight in the arrow uh the um support pieces are um uh sitting back usually in your deployment zone or watching your your, your rear for the deployment zone and then the, the peace trader pieces are obviously in the in the midfield and you know up up table basically trying to hold the the center um, so yeah, so we can just refer to that as we go forward. Uh, and I think it's now time to lead into Dan um, and and jump in and talk about the Space Cops. So 012. And this is Space Cops Part 1, Starmada. Uh, so again, a callback warning, we're going to refer to some roles in Fireteam and Mission concepts from Episodes 1 to 3 in Season 1. And if you're finding that stuff confusing, you should check them out before you go into any of the further faction stuff, because we're not going to do any more explaining. All right, so everyone loves faction discussions, and we're going to spend the next part of season one doing faction profiles for those armies that we're currently playing and working on, starting with 012. 
And like I said earlier, YO12 is because they're the easiest outside of Toha to begin with, as they have only a single sectorial. And then we can dive right into the main hyperpower faction. So before we get into actually like the profiles and stuff, Dan, tell me about since you've started playing them, who are O12 and like what kind of game do they play? Like and if what makes them stand out in your experience so far in Infinity? I'm not sure if they really stand out. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of just like good at everything, but not excellent at anything necessarily. I guess what makes them different is they have a lot of more of the EM ammunition and uh, adhesive or the para uh, ammunition. A lot of states. They can apply a lot of states to people. Yeah. And so it's, I got, yeah, one one or two times I've gotten like the ECM ammo off on like a remote or heavy infantry or a tag. I haven't gotten a tag yet. Oh, that'd be the dream. But it's like, yeah, reset minus 12 is the only thing you can do. It seems mm -hmm. really good. <laughs> yeah. You just literally can't do it to a pano tag because <laughs> they're all with like, 12. I hope, I hope you're all It's just one. the drag, the Dragos is a 13, I think, and everybody else is with 12. Uh, so you have to go and you have to actually go repossess it. That's what you have to send a hacker over there and then possess it again or spend the command token to get rid Wait, of it. Isn't the one always a success though or no? Nope. If you're, if you go to, if your site goes to zero, you just can't pass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, one is as good as zero. I mean, one in <laughs> 20 when you have three turns. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and sorry, I, I'm talking about possession again. You were talking about um, EM isolated. Oh yeah. And, uh, and immobilized. Um, I, I would I would agree with you. I would tend to say that the other thing that might make O12 stand out is they kind of have pano tech and stats, although they don't go all the way to 15 usually on their um their heavy infantry, not quite as well gunfighter trained. Uh, but their tech level is really high. But they also have a bunch of CC and midfield options that Pano doesn't really have, uh, without like going to mercenaries and stuff. Things like the Vrangian, the Cyber Ghosts, um, they have access to a bunch of Aleph stuff like Andromeda. And then their crushers and raptors and like the tango and the raven eye are all like great midfield sort of like um states and control pieces that Pano doesn't have a lot of. They tend to pay a premium for their skirmishers, like their TO skirmishers. They have like the Zulu Cobras and the Echo Bravos and stuff like that who can kind of get up table. But nothing is disposable as Varangians. And you got you got the you get the Varangians and spades. Mm -hmm. Well, Starbot only gets two of them. That's two more than no than Pano gets. Period. Right. <laughs> the, the, the AVA the AVA is not as important as as getting lots. Um, That's true. The because uh, the are quite good. I love them. Yeah, yeah, you have an infinite percentage more Varangians than Pano gets. Um. Yeah. So Starmada. I mean, I've been mostly playing O twelve, and so I've been dabbling with Starmada, especially this week because I knew we were going to be talking about it. But I just seem to be struggling with the faction and trying to figure out what they do or why I should take them over O12. And uh, I'm kind of coming up kind of empty. <laughs> well, let's like, I let's really talk... don't like Starmata right now. <laughs> well, the, the army, well, you also lost three games this week, so let's not get too down on Starmata. But let's start with <laughs> let's start with their um, options for fire teams because that's a good place to parse the rest of this. So what what can you take as fire teams in this list? Okay, so for fire teams, it looks like. Uh, you kind of have the one option for the core. I mean, you have a few options, but I kind of one realistic option, unless you want to do like full balls to the wall, one crazy core. Um, and that's like Kappa, Blue Coat, Raven Eye, and they're all saying the same security fire team. So that's really nice where you can get an easy uh, fire team uh, bonus. What's it called? Coherency bonus or the uh, composition bonus? Composition bonus. Yeah. 
we'll call it a pure tame. Sure. Because that's easier to say. That is easier to say. Yeah, then it's less syllables. Yeah, and that and that is and like literally everything in that fire team gets composition. Like Cho, Raven Eye, Blue Coat, Kappa, they all get it. And you have access to one core, and you do defense really well. Like you do defense better than you do offense in this list, I think, too, with all the stuff you mentioned earlier. So that's a pretty solid core. Um, and you get access to one core. What's what's your Harris options? Uh, so actually, so you can. Uh, there is another core of Neokas and a core of Betas that you can take. Right, but they're a lot more expensive, and so you're you're doing like half your list as a core if you're doing those. Yeah, and they have no <clears throat> keyword friends either. So those two, you're taking not if you want the composition bonus, it's nothing but beta troopers and nothing but Neokas. And uh, with the they Neokas, get you can bronzes. Take bronzes. You can take, yeah, you can take two bronzes, but I think that's it because they've got only, they've got the wild the card option. Yeah, yeah, they had a wild card option for that, but they can wild card another stuff too. <clears throat> Yeah, so it's what's nice about the the Kappa Blue Coat Raven Eye Cho is that you can do a five man team for like 60, 70 points. And so it's like five orders. You can put them in their own fire group if you want or not. And it's just kind of, you can have a cool ARO piece with like a sniper, missile, rocket launcher, or, uh, or HMG if you want, or, or whatever. It's just, you don't want to be running into blue coats. They're good with the biometric visor and discover. So I, get, I think they get discover plus six with biometric visors. So smiley face coming to assassinate people is hard, harder. Um, so yeah, they're really good defense. Uh, the offensive ones, uh, you get access to Hector in the Nyoka fire team. And it's like, do you have to take a Nyoka in a Nyoka fire team? You do have to take at least one. Yeah. Uh, okay. But you could also just take them as a Harris, right? So like if you go five Nyokas, then cool but if you're all if you're looking at using that security fire team for five then you're really just picking what your harris is going to be after that um and we can talk about that again we go over all the fire team things but you 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 could take any of these kind of like unkeywordy guys in a harris and not suffer any penalties because the harris doesn't care what the composition bonus is they're just going to get that plus one burst and that extra order efficiency Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nyokas are okay. They get the BS attack plus one damage and the terrain zero G and climbing plus. So they're they're quite mobile and often will get super jump or plus one distance with climbing plus in a lot of the missions. So uh, they're pretty good. They got the the medium to long range weapons uh, throughout them. Yeah, you got um, rocket launchers, HMGs, multi rifles. So they're they're decent gunfighters for what they have with BS tech plus one damage. So you're looking at like damage fourteen multi rifles, which is cool. Damage fourteen chain colts. So interestingly, they all kind of cross over with peace trading too, because if you walk up that fire team up close, you're gonna get double tapped with like a dozen chain colts at the same time, which is pretty cool. And there's even a parachutist option, so you can midfield them as well. You can, outside you can of the fire pull, team, yeah. That's the fire team, yeah. You can pull Epsilons and Hector in there too. Obviously, Hector is a, a murder piece we can talk about in a second, but you get a visor option too, which is kind of cool. What about not the beta good troopers? versus Maggie's? No, no, he's not. That's not his job. <laughs> beta troopers I tried, are. I tried beta that. troopers are like your heavy infantry team. Yeah, have have, beta troopers are cool. They have yeah. that extra structure. They got a dodge plus three. They got mimetism. They got climbing plus, and so every time I'm taking a. Um, they have a doctor, they got a killer hacker. And well, the doctor doesn't work specialist. on them. Though. So the doctor is really only useful if you're mixing the Epsilon, Hector, or Bixie in there because they yeah, have yeah. structure, not wounds, right? So they're there to fix the, the three tag-alongs if you're using them as a Harris, not a core. Yeah, so like a beta beta Harris option would be a one beta doctor and then like an Epsilon, Hector, or Bixie, mm-hmm. um, or one of the wild cards, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a bronze, a Psycop or a bronze. Mm-hmm. 
And then you got a couple duos. Um, yeah. The, the then, one duo is weird. The bronze fire team is such a weird duo. Yeah. So in, in O12, they also just have like bronzes available as a fire team, like two bronzes. And it's just, mm-hmm. it just seems pricey. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> I mean, they are kind of bears, right? They have 360 visors, total immunity, two wounds, arm four BTS six. Yeah. So, if anyone has any kind of hackers, though, they can get screwed over pretty quick. Yeah, BTS six isn't great, that's for sure. But EM close combo weapon is legit. Yes, it is. Uh, and they yes, can get paramedic is. and specialist too, so you can get a. But they're but they're spendy. They're all over fifty points, which is crazy. Yeah. and you get access to a knight of Santiago in that uh, fire team as well. And that could be your hacking defense because you can take a killer hacker knight of Santiago too that can can follow them around. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's still um, a killer hacker one of those. I really like the lawkeeper Oko duo. Yeah. So I mean, you yes. two lawkeepers, which is just I mean, just running around fast. You're not bringing the bots though, which is what makes lawkeepers really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but the Oko is your forward observer bot, and so getting attack aware on any fire team is always really good. And lawkeeper is relatively inexpensive too, because most of his he has like a multi pistol. I think like he's got he a bunch of like kind of yeah. brawler guns and he's got a multi-pistol because he's supposed to be he's supposed to be the um the judge dread. So he has like a, he has a plus one damage multi-pistol, which is neat, and he's PS12, but he's not that expensive. Like if you take the boarding shotgun, he's only 19 points. And you could have him tag along with um you're looking at 35 points for the two of them, and they're super fast and order efficient, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and they're both uh specialists. Or most mm-hmm. of the time, you, delo- you you probably will make the lawkeeper a specialist if you bring him. And so he can be at like 20 points with a combi rifle and a chain rifle. Mm-hmm. And he can just run up, grab a box and run away kind of thing. Or just, you know, third turn, get across the board to wherever you need him to be. Sure, going 8-6, which is crazy fast. Or objective. Badlands so, Patrol. So I, I did like that duo. That, that, that felt good. Um, and then there's the weirdest one, which is the Chaxes. Like, I don't even know why these are in here. They're on loan from Toha, I guess. There's a bunch of factions that get Chaxa long arms, and I don't understand what the point of them is. But you can make a Harris of them, and they have bioimmunity. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, I have bioimmunity and plus one damage BS, and they're only BTS zero. So bioimmunity just means they're always taking stuff on their armor. That's weird. They're a very weird unit. They got terrain total. That's not bad. But I mean, in this yeah. in this it's good. But if next season maybe it won't be right. right next right, season right. It, might, it might all be gone. So uh, and then know. and then I, it's I just <laughs> that's Team Varangian, and that's that's your favorite. That's Shona's best friend. Uh huh. You do uh-huh. lose your uh, um, your impetuous order, but being able to run up with with uh, with Shona, it didn't work out for me, but I can see how it could be good. Well, then they can also take cover, which is a big deal, right? That all is, of a sudden, they can, true, they can take cover because they are armored too. It's like, yeah, that's not bad. They can take cover and they give her plus one burst to her melee attacks because you send them in as well. Oh, yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah, well, the plot sickens. That's why you really take Maggie apart in a turn, is when Farangian goes in with his weapon too. And then now you're fighting AP close combat burst two. On twenty sixes, which is a, a lot of a lot of dice. Uh, your wild cards are Cyclops, Bronzes, which we said at the Nyoka tag, Shona, and Parvati, who's the the Super Doctor Engineer, and then the Tangu FTO, who's an interesting unit as well. 
Uh, so yeah, he's got, some... got the hollow mask, so he can pretend to be different things, and then he surprise. That's right. Yeah, he could just pretend to be a chappy bot if you want as well. He can be anybody you want. Yeah, um, but he he could pretend to be any of the wild cards and kind of like throw your opponent off a little bit. Yeah, I would just always have him be Hector. <laughs> have, <laughs> have three Hectors and just play shell games with Hectors. Have a Hector. Okay. Have a Hector in every fire team. <laughs> and just screw with people. Oh, he, and he can take jammers too. Oh yeah. Yep, he's the trolliest Hector. Oh, so he's a Hector, and as they come to like prepare to jump around the corner at him, he's like jammer. He just jammers <laughs> them. Yeah, he jammers your avatar. He jammers your whatever it is. He jammers the hacker that's coming to like stop Hector or whatever. All right, turns out I need to find this model. <laughs> All right, so let's go through some classifications uh, for the um, the unit list you have. Let's talk about your gunfighters. The first one I. Notice is the Epsilon. So let's talk about what makes that guy a good gunfighter. I mean, Epsilon can take three good weapons. Um, the sniper rifle, the heavy machine gun, and then the uh, the shock marksman rifle. So he's got, and, got two long-range hunter ones and a brawler profile. Yeah, and then uh, he's got multi-spectral visor level two. He's got bioimmunity with BTS three. Mimetism, immunity shock, climbing plus. He's kind of got it all. Um, mm-hmm. The only the only bad thing is he's got only one wound with no wounding. No, he doesn't have any bonuses. So just if you flick shock, him, yeah. if you flick him, he's down for the count. Yeah, but he's worthwhile putting maybe in, and you can wildcard him too, can't you? No, yes. no, you can't wildcard no, no, no. him. No, he just what? exists in one, two, two of the the fire yeah. teams. You can put him in beta troopers or Nyokas. Yeah. So he's kind of like a grab all you want a visor. You stick him in with a doctor or paramedic, and he's good to go. He's your, your portable visor. And he's bioimmunity. So he's going to take everything on his BTS yep. of three, which is cool too. Actually, slightly higher armor than he looks like he is. So yeah, so you go. So two, yeah, two different range band brawler, basically. Uh, and then you got your beta troops, who are also obviously going to be able to do some gunfighting. Yeah, beta troops are fantastic just because they're they're tough. And when they get into problems, they can dodge really easily on like a 15. Um, they also have immunity shock and mimetism minus three and remote presence. And so even if you bring them down, the odds that they, there's a corpse left behind that you can bring back up with an engineer is high. They got climbing plus as well, which is fantastic. So you can just, I love crawling over terrain. That's probably my favorite thing to do in infinity. It's just like, I'm going to go around this corner and blah, blah, blah. It's just like ants or something. Just like, yep. yeah, <laughs> just beetles climbing over shit. Yeah, uh, they so they don't have they don't have any guns. They go short range through brawler, but they don't have any long range guns though. So that's that's kind of a that's it's not a downside. It's yeah, not but long it, range, I guess. That's what I'm saying is they're not long range hunters, right? They they stop at 24 being effective basically. Yeah, they've got the boarding shotgun and submachine gun, but they do hit all those criteria, right? They have mods like mimetism mods. They have extra wounds and remote presence to keep them in the fight. They have dodge bonus. They have climb plus to get there. BS 13 super respectable. And they've got a bunch of different profiles for getting that. And they've got some crossover too, because you can take a hacker, a doctor, and a specialist operative. Um, and they can even peace trade a little bit because they got plus one burst nanopulsers. They have burst three nanopulsers. <laughs> and uh, if they're in a fire team, you put them in a Harris. So getting hit with yeah. three against your BTS templates, Ariadna hates that. And they have the extra wounds in the structure and stuff to be able to go into a... Um, a uh a short range of like a cow marker and just whip 13 their um intuitive attack and hit them with three nano pulsar templates nobody likes that in ariadna mm-hmm. yeah i've always enjoyed beta troopers like i said before so they're they're pretty good 
and being linkable uh, is cool. Having the linkable option, that's a kind of an attractive thing in here. I don't know. You're looking, you're looking at what, how many points? They're like 30 to 40 points each. So if you're going to go five man core team, you're talking 200 points almost. <laughs> like there's yeah. not, there's not really a cheap five man core team for beta troopers. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I ever would do that. This is because this is my problem with, with the, with the fire teams is I just can't seem to move them effectively around because no one has like advanced deploy or like, you know, forward deployment rather that like can link or do mm -hmm. anything. And so it's like, okay, it's time to move up the board. Yeah. Unless they're, <laughs> unless they're defensive and sleeping, like the security team is it's, it's a bit uh -huh. harder to manage, especially when you're, you're getting started. Uh, so what I think this... Armada is fine on defense, but it's just <laughs> offense. I just can't seem to find anyone if everyone has their heads down or around corners. Gotcha. Well, then let's talk about your favorite offensive piece for gunfighting, the Zeta. Yeah, okay. Zeta is always good. Zeta is wonderful. Basically, if between what what's the what's the good range on a Zeta? 16 to... 32. 32. So if you're within 16 to 32, with and he's got climbing plus, so he just kind of... He finds the vector and then fives dices you. And you better roll a crit against him and hope he doesn't, because <laughs> he's BS-14... He's got, uh, yeah, he's just great. He's got uh, pretty much everything you want. He's got extra wounds, great armor, good BS, uh, extra damage on his hyper-rapid magnetic cannon. He's got dice advantage. So he does, the only thing, I mean, he can technically cross over, I guess, with the Zet bot. They can get out of him. He can, like, detach his head and have it go for a walk and push a button. But that's risky. I don't know if I've ever actually wanting to do that. I did that with the Trip Hammer one game, which you cannot take in Star Mata. But I have done it with a tag before, and it seemed like the best option at the time. So yeah, depends depends on the state of the uh, the board. But no, usually he's hanging out on rooftops. Mm -hmm. so, What's next on your gunfighter list? What else is a good gunfighter? Uh, I had I, guess, I had Oko. I had Oko next. Just going down the list and, and you know, I've me. never really used them as gunfighters, but I guess they are. I mean, That's they're. The... They're mid-range gunfighters, but they do they do all that stuff well now. They get there with climbing plus. They've got uh, immunity shock. They've got the marksmanship, right? They got the free order. Yeah, with the tack aware and the and they got sensor too, so they're really good at taking out uh, camo markers that are poking around corners. They feel yeah. like a short range brawler, like and they're cheap. Yeah, only sixteen points. You almost could cross them over like a peace trader. Because they're so cheap, you know what I mean? You could send them out to go hunt like camel that's in the midfield and 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 trade down or trade up if they can find like a a button pusher who's in camo in the middle of the table and just go go gun him down or a hacker or something that's like sleeping on a roof. I guess it's always risky with the hacker because he could probably hack you back unless it's a killer hacker. I'm just saying you can climb to somewhere you can just see him. All right. <laughs> like where you, you can't yeah. do anything and then it's just like the enemy cannot push a button if you disable their hand. Um, That's true. I had Knights of Santiago on my list after that mm -hmm. for Gunfighter, uh, but they're kind of all over the place because they have tons of button pushing too. Because they're literally all specialists. They're they're a crazy profile in this, but they do gunfight quite well. The problem is that they got frenzy, which means once they kill something, they lose cover. Oh, they get impetuous. Yeah, they become impetuous once they kill something. So. If you keep them with a bronze and a duo, then they don't, which is cool. They never activate frenzy. Now that's even if at range, anything. 
the the frenzy skill is negated as long as they're in a fire team period right but so, frenzy but activates kill anybody right? yeah as long as you kill just as long as you kill somebody period if you cause them to enter the unconscious or null state or dead state you activate frenzy become a pitch for the rest of the game but it, it's it's not applied while you're in a fire team so you can kill as many people as you want and you won't even if you break the fire team afterwards you haven't counted as being under the frenzy skill so you don't become vetros unless so you, do you don't actually have to kill anybody you just have to make them lose one of their wounds or structure yes sorry yeah, you cause damage is yeah, what it's just cause, like, yeah. cause any damage yeah his uh combat jump mode is pretty cool what's that his combat jump is pretty cool but he can't yes see in a duo if he does that right but with your evo remote he jumps on a 17 or 16 rather and then he's a killer hacker just in the middle of their team and also has mines. Yep. Chalk mines, decharges, sporting shotgun. I might frenzy after this, but I'm gonna do it after I kill everybody in this backfield. Yeah, he's got some he's got some neat stuff. And remember when he killer hacks too, he can turn into a impact or a impersonation token at the end of his order or whatever to to hide afterwards, which is nice for a heavy infantry guy. Unless he, he frenzied, in which case he can't. In which case he can't anymore. That's right, because he's too busy freaking out. Oh, really? You yeah, you can never enter. enter. You can't enter a marker state. I don't think while you're frenzy. You can't camouflage. I don't think you can turn into a. I don't think you can use that program either. Oh yeah, they lose any marker state they're in and cannot gain re-enter those yeah. states. I can't re-enter those states. Yeah, he forgets how to push the buttons that tells people he's grandma. <laughs> it's the blood in his eyes. Ah! <laughs> That's, right. That's right. This grandma's covered in blood and is holding a shotgun. We're not really sure what's going on with her. Uh, let's talk about Hector, Big H as a gunfighter. What's he got going on? I don't love the plasma rifle profile. I'll be honest. I, I've used it before. I don't I don't know. There's something about the plasma rifle I don't love. I think that it's just a short-range gun. Like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It causes a huge amount of damage. It has a blast. But I'm just not as, like, I think that the Spitfire is probably just always going to be better. And the Spitfire comes with the, oh, they both got 10 bots. Yeah, he's got ten bots in every profile he has, which is mm-hmm. nice. so you're looking at either a and the X Fives is cool too because it means that he can actually brawl outside his standard ranges. His plasma rifle and his Spitfire can shoot to thirty two and stay at minus at minus zero, right? They go to zero at those ranges, so he's not penalized for shooting outside there. Yeah, that is really nice, actually. Him not being BS fourteen is my biggest disappointment. <laughs> yeah he's it's that same weird like i don't know why achilles is 15 and this guy's 14 or 13 i guess because that's the story because he loses like a loser (laughs) what a loser what a loser go get dragged around the walls scrub trojan that's right yeah you damn trojan i think the Um, main draw for hector is that you get two lieutenant orders yeah plus his normal order for three orders and he's got Strategos level one, so anyone can use those orders, not just NCOs. Yeah, he's a weirdly crossover support piece, so his 65-point price tag doesn't sting as much because he can um, feed his orders to the rest of the group. He's a bit like a really expensive um, uh, Kornak, right? Kornak's the same thing, but he's only 45 points, but he's just not nearly as tough as this guy. This guy's immune to shock and two wounds and BTS 6 armor 5. Like, this guy's a, an absolute pig when it comes to fighting. Uh, and of course, and he's, he's no too. Sorry, too. He's basically three wins because he also has no ending cap. Yeah, and then he, you know, for whatever reason, he's also CC twenty four with martial arts level four. Because he's a Trojan man, he's 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 the <laughs> the Trojan version of Achilles. Like he's a he's he's a, a a less dodgy, fighty, long blonde, hairy Achilles. He's Achilles with a beard. 
Um, so then we got the Shona as a gunfighter because she technically is she's a fighter too, but she can she can definitely brawl up close. That plus one burst nano pulsar submachine gun. I've killed tags with submachine guns before. If you can see it behind them, I mean, not Maggie because that's stupid 360 visor, but if you can get behind a tag and you can't get close enough to go fight it or you don't want to, you don't have the orders, that AP on a submachine gun um, can knock down some heavy armor. And she's she's not great BS. She's only BS 11. She's respectable. She's she's more of a crossover, I think, midfielder than anything else, but she can still gunfight a little bit. So I think that brings us to uh, Parvati. Yes. Who... Just- that job but better so <laughs> her body is like an all-comer in that she's support she's like super support but then she's also gunfighter mm-hmm. because she's got that submachine gun plus one blast and she's a wild card and so you can take her and so she can get five dice on a submachine gun mm-hmm. which is scary yeah a five dice smg is no joke it's basically an AP assault pistol that's damage thirteen and is zero at at um, up to sixteen inches. So she can, she can, she can brawl pretty hard with guns. I've killed quite a few things with her. Um, and BS twelve is not great, but it's not nothing. You don't typically want to be in a fight with her, but she has enough. Um, she has enough resilience. Usually, she can get away with it if she has yeah. to in a pinch. Which is she's cool. got the two wounds. She's she feels like heavy infantry, but she's not hackable. Yep, she's light infantry. Can't hack her. She's basically she's a post-human, right? She's supposed to be one of the like um Westworld people. Yeah, and then she's an engineer and a doctor. And the engineer <laughs> is plus three, so she's like 18. 18s. And then do- and then doctor two wounds. So she actually puts yeah. guys back together with two wounds, which is crazy. She's so healy, it's nuts. Yeah, so then you're looking at stuff like the bronze or the uh or Bixie. What else? Uh, Bixie Nyokas, or Cyclops, Nyokas, bronzes, and Bixie. I all had in there too. Because the Psychops are actually quite decent fighters. Min minus three, BS 13, um, multi marksman rifles, right? Those are great brawler guns with MSV one or biometric visors and discover plus three. They're they're really good hunting pieces for going. I, re- I really like the Psychops. And they're all specialist operatives. Yep. Even if they're not hackers or killer hackers. Yeah, they've got a lot. Like the multi marksman rifle is probably my, my favorite profile, the MSV one. Yeah. Um, it's got for 25 points it's it's not quite an epsilon but it's very very cool at like midfielding and it's relatively cheap but even the 19 point combi rifle nano pulsar plus one burst is cool like it's just a mimetism piece that can go out and fight and they're you only get two of them you know what i mean so you're not taking a whole bunch but they're they're cool little like midfielder um or uh there's one you can wildcard them i think so you can throw them in any any of your uh, your fire teams that's a interesting interesting like little thing being able to just throw them msv1 into like any of these fire teams um they're like a hair or something like that uh and then of course we talked about the bronze but the nyokas and bronze we kind of talked about at the beginning um yeah there's a lot of long range you're looking at a midfield or mid-range brawler for the cyclops the nyokas like they the have cyclops. the long range could be a Sorry. good friend with the uh, ranging guard. Yes, actually, that's not a bad idea because you can you, you can shoot you through run smoke. A cheaply little duo who just runs up, smokes, and then shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hitting on tens against basically whatever thirteens. If you're at nice point blank or in optimal range bands, and you're using whatever ammo type you need to remove somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the multi marksman rifle is handy for that. 
and they might be as bad as minus 12 to shoot you back yeah because cover mimetism smoke mm-hmm. so they're going to be having to dodge or run away yeah that's a good point you could take them as your second duo like you do like a because you only get two Varangians, right so you stick one with shona and you have the other one hang out with a psychop with the msv uh, multi-marksman rifle that's a cool little double duo and they can just suppress if things get dicey and mm-hmm. then suppression cover mimetism like that's mm-hmm. an annoying thing to get rid of and if he dies he dies mm-hmm. he's he's like 20 points or whatever if he's a combat if it was a bit more if he's got the other one but you'd, yeah, you'd want to do the that. msv so you're yeah, looking for at sure, 25 yeah. Yeah. yeah 25 points but i mean 25 points is still relatively cheap especially if you're sticking with a branch is what 12 <laughs> it's like a little yeah. 30 point fire team yeah definitely um the bronze is a giant murder pig which we already talked about uh he's got the heavy shotgun multi-rifle red fury so you're looking at brawler ranges too but you can weirdly take a paramedic one which i think is funny <laughs> doctor shotgun he's got an acrylac cannon and a heavy shotgun this the world needs more doctor shotguns but his immunity total is bonkers um i don't know i think you'd probably take the red fury it's basically just a shots a shock spitfire because it's plus one damage and then you can shoot every direction, or if you want to be more versatile, I suppose you could take the multi-rifle. But all of them are looking at, like, capped out. They're either short-range fighters, uh, hunters, or um, they're going to be, like, the, the sticking a fire team, or they're going to be a uh, a, um, a medium-range baller. I like the Dr. Shotgun, because... I think he'd pair well, actually, with um, the United Santiago. Right, you have him paramedic to Santiago and being a fire time to keep like basically just be like giving him shoulder rubs and being like, just stay calm, buddy. Just stay calm. You can still use cover. You're fine. Don't worry. Just, <laughs> just don't freak out. Just don't freak out. Everything's fine. Sun's going down. Sun's getting real low. Um, and he could just be like a killer hacker. You could have him hold the Spitfire, and he could be the close range piece to the Spitfire on the um the other guy. Right, and they just keep each other going. It's not a bad little duo, and you can get unlimited duos like. I feel like maybe the missing pieces you don't like you take that cheap core team and then you just like blitz duos and have this like crazy order efficiency because we just talked about like four or five duos that are all relatively inexpensive and you're talking about every time you move something you move two guys and like you get to feed off their tackleware and stuff too because then you're basically playing 012 with I mean less unit options obviously but like with a bunch of like built in order efficiency and you're not trying to lean into that Harris thing. Yeah, I've, I always find the Harris, I just get killed or it just doesn't do enough and then I'm never in a good enough defensive position where they just kind of die on the next mm-hmm. turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one's Dixie because she's in every army right now because she's the the cool piece that we'll be handing out at the ITS. Uh, if somebody wins, she's there's a limited edition one. And Ooh. she's she's got it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, but is someone not going to win? Uh, someone's not gonna win. I don't know. Everyone, everyone's everyone's winning just by showing. Everyone up. lost. It doesn't Thanks bar. for coming, losers. <laughs> right. Everyone double loss. It's just only with ties the whole day. That's the plan yeah, for the weekend. She has everything. She does. She literally has everything. MSV one, martial arts three, courage, dodge plus six. So she dodges on eighteens. Dodge plus two inches. She's the queen of that active turn dodging. Oh, and she's immunity shock, forward observer, stealth, NCO, super jump, climbing plus, multi rifle zapper, flash pulse, EM close combat. She does everything. I mean, she up just to mid range. Always moves, dodges instead of moves, moves. Yeah. yeah unless she's climbing. Yeah. Wait, always. can you still climb when you're dodging? Yeah. You can, because climb turns into a normal move. So, yes, you can climb, dodge. <laughs> you can climb up and then dodge your second half of the skill on 18s and then end up on a rooftop with not generating any arrows. And, and you move 10 inches instead of eight. 
Well, you'd no. get your you get your silhouette height basically. Yeah, you're right. No, no, I mean your your dodge is plus two inches, and so move, instead of oh, moving that's six true. Two, yeah. you move six <laughs> that's four. true. That's true. Actually, you become six four when you dodge. Yeah, she would just always dodge. Absolutely. Yep, because she's she's dodge plus six. It's worth the risk. She's bananas. And she's yeah. a port observer, and she's stealth, and she's NCO, and super mm-hmm. jump. Who, do, who needs climbing plus when you can super jump? Well, who, did, who needs mimetism when you're dodging on 18s, right? And you're just trying to get an either melee with your EM close combat, which is amazing. Um, or you're trying to get in a zapper range because zappers are also amazing. And she wild cards everybody, right? She goes into any fire team in this list. So she can she can hang out and party with... Oh, no, sorry. She doesn't. I'm thinking no, of uh, Tiangu. She's just in the beta trooper one. Then have her hang out with Dr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> she's your she's your best friend. It's her, Hector, and Dr. Robot going on adventures. Why, why does a doctor always have a shotgun? I know, because sometimes he has a fire axe. Sometimes he's Dr. Fire Axe. This guy's Dr. Chappie. <laughs> he's different. Dr. Shotgun stuff. So you have a pretty long list of gunfighters, but you also surprise, which is not uncommon. That's where you kind of have that 012 or that um pano kind of feel to you, like where they all have decent mm-hmm. BS. Nobody goes super high but they all have like every range band covered right you can long range with your um your nyokas and your bra uh, not your bronze but your um your uh, uh kappas not kappas epsilon sorry is one thing i'm sniper rifles hmgs uh-huh. yeah you got the zeta as well in there for some long range everybody else is basically short to medium um, and, like, and the epsilon is like mouth level when he's in a fire group because he's getting three shots yeah well mouth gets four shots in a fire team because you can take mouth doesn't go in a fire team sure does in starco not in your faction he does he does he does he has a faction he has a a really good faction that he can he can meet a fire team in um so it's midfielders let's talk about your midfielders because you actually have a surprising number of them for being this tech advanced and obviously the first one is the varangian that guy's he's he's so good for 12 points the varangian's amazing I'm I'm very 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 like uh, into the Varangian CC twenty three Berserk plus three Courage Dogged Religious Impetuous so twelve to sixteen points all short range guns so like smoke grenades chain rifles boarding shotguns um, chain cold plus one burst and SMGs are like your weapons, but then your close combo weapons, are either AP close combo weapons or a trench hammer. And I love the trench hammer because you can throw it. <laughs> you can throw the trench hammer at, at APDA Fizz 14 if you need to just hum a trench hammer at people. I have a related but arbitrary kind of thing. Sure. Why is the Zeta's guided minus eight? I don't know. He's the only thing in the game that doesn't do multiples of three. And also is the only tag with minus eight. I've been looking it up during this. Everyone else is minus six. And I don't know why. And it's because on a Gundam. Could be a typo, or it could be that he's just minus eight and that they didn't want to give him minus nine for some reason. I don't know. Because like man. guided is plus six. So it's actually worse to shoot. Like it's so strange to me. <laughs> anyway, and it bothers me you can't take one. That was all. <laughs> thanks so thanks for contributing to our midfielder discussion i also Brangians. wish i could take two um yeah brangians are great they could duo uh with all the with either shona or all of the wild cards so the psychop nyoka shona parvati and the bronze a tiangu oh we didn't talk about the tiangu but he's um he's kind of a midfield piece as well so let's talk about him now i feel like you need to take him 
Well, he I does a lot of good stuff. He's got FTO options, like but he's like also got take. Yeah. the mine layer one, especially. There's only one. You only get a single one of these guys. But but talk about the two types. Uh, wait, I need to bring him back up here. <laughs> wait, two types. Oh, yeah, you get the hollow projector guy. Or the FTO or, guy. So there's a linkable or guy the or there's a three, the three model shell game guys. Yeah. Oh, the FTO guy is the only one that can link. That's right. But that's yeah, fire, fire team operative. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can take him as a killer hacker and then pretend that he's something else and then surprise killer hacker people. Well, his base stats are decent, right? He's CC16, BS12, Fizz10, 14 whip, which makes the yeah. hacker profile interesting. But he's armed 2 and BTS3, so he's not he's not nothing. He's got a hollow mask, so he's always going to show up as somebody else on the table to start off with. And then he's a 360 visor too, so you can never backshot him. And he's got 0G, which means he probably has super jumper extra movement in this um, ITS. Mm-hmm. And you can bring him with a Red Fury copy rifle or shotgun. Uh, I like the Mad Traps one. I like the mad traps and jammers. <laughs> jammers yeah. are cool too. As the two of the profiles yeah, that actually have jammers. No, I think the jammer is probably the best. Uh, maybe the boarding shotgun jammer. Just boarding because... shotgun grenades jammer as like just a surprise t- piece in a, in a he's car only team. Twenty-three points. You can pretend he's like a bronze or something, and so they're like, I don't know, bringing something up like to deal with the bronze, and then you're just like jammer. Yeah, you know, I I think you uh. You have Cho pretend to be him with a jammer and him pretend to be Cho. Yes. And then Absolutely. people who are like, I'm going to go knock out the chain of command. And it's like, joke's on you, I'm a jammer. Or That's it's right. like, I'm going to go but, up on that. Oh, But, but if why it's would anyone ever actually show Cho? Because you could play this shell game. That's because it only playing mind games with people. Where you just have two Cho's on the table and one of them happens to be a shotgun jammer. And you don't know which is which. You just switch them. He's the Tian Gao that... is actually Cho, and Cho and is actually, actually Tian Gao. Yeah, it's the it's the mind games. So people <laughs> aren't going to think about that. You could you could have done that to me, and I would have had no idea. I'd have just been like, yep, Dan's being stupid again." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then I it's like, "All right, stupid. my my guy jumps in to get you," and you're like, "I jammer as soon as you get within eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on a fourteen. Oh, and I you can't sneak up on him either because he's got a 360 visor. So you literally can't you can't walk behind him and not eat a shotgun. He'll shotgun you from any direction all the time or throw a grenade or jam you through a wall as you like try and arrive there too. Yeah, like, here's uh, Dr. Shotgun looking at this wall. And you're like, ah, I'm behind you. And you're like, uh, shotgun. You're like, what? Or, or <laughs> I wouldn't even wall and, and I wouldn't even turn walks the face. In off the board and you're like, jammer. Yeah. And I would keep my back to the, the like point of entry too, just to screw with yeah. people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have him keep his back to everything so people sneak up on him and he's just like, joke's on you. I'm going to throw a grenade. Yeah, you always have him like like, like obviously facing away from everybody to make them try and sneak up on him. And then I feel like Cho is also not a must take, but a pretty important piece to take in Starmata. When we get to support pieces, yeah, I think she yeah. is a, a pretty key piece. Um, Cyber Ghosts. Let's talk about them because they're another of your midfield pieces. Oh, that's true. Cyber Ghosts are wonderful. They have a pitcher. Which just opens up so many options for hacking, either killer hacking or grabbing someone's tag that they think is safe behind a wall. It's just in there because they're good to throw up the 14. He's whip 14. It's a technical weapon, right? So you use your 14 or you use your fizz to throw. 
to throw a pitcher, you shoot it with your BS. BS oh. a pitcher is a grenade launcher that fires repeaters. That's right. Okay, yeah. so he's only and, BS eleven, so it's not great. But you get plus three on up to sixteen. So yeah, the, I think the key there is that um, he's he's firing out pitchers which don't generate AROs. Right? It's not like walking yeah. a copper bot up there where it will generate an ARO. The pitcher doesn't when it lands. So you're just able to put that stuff out. And he's got a hacking device plus, which means he can also white noise. And that can be huge when you're facing Pano or um, you're facing Yu Chang, who bring lots of visors because it's basically smoke for visors, right? Yeah, and he can go uh, impersonation uh, too. He can cyber mask, yeah. Yeah, cyber mask. With the so, device plus. So, and and with the killer actor profile. He's got the killer With the killer actor too, yeah. So, so it's kind of like he can be that like late game kind of walk up and uh, and push buttons and on the way he's relatively safe. Yeah, so he's a crossover piece, but he's only you only get one. He's ABA one. BTS mm-hmm. six too means he's actually quite a good killer hacker because he's got a lot of defense. So he fires the pitcher, then he killer hacks you. So he's effectively BTS nine because he gets the the firewall cover, right? When and, someone's hacking and whip back. fourteen. So yeah, so he's a whip fourteen with Trinity through his own pitcher. Um, and he'll basically be like BTS nine saving back if they try Trinity and back. So oh, he's yeah. got if, he has a lot of assassination potential, basically. If someone's if a hacker, where he you, wants to be. you're very afraid of the cyber ghost for 18 points, too, which is not a huge investment. The cyber ghost is a really good hacker hunter for even even big hackers like Mary Problems. I probably wouldn't try and take on like an interventor with him with their BTS of nine. He doesn't he doesn't love that, but um active turn he could probably hunt down a jazz or a, a merry problems or something like that not do not have too hard of a time merry problems was like a built-in minus three but but he probably won't die back immediately and for the point cost he's actually kind of like a peace trader hacker almost he's looking to try and attack something bigger than he is yeah all the all the hackers seem to be good uh good points for value mm-hmm. especially yeah, if they can 12 and Sarmata. Yeah, and he I would say his pitcher qualifying is him as a midfielder, right? Because he's throwing those pitchers up in the first turn, hopefully into the midfield and um even reloading off of your copper your fuzz bots potentially to keep firing them and uh-huh. littering the table with them to to jam up the midfield for people advancing. Well, let's talk about Andromeda. Have you gotten to use Andromeda yet? I have not. She used to be amazing. She's still pretty great. Her big base kind of holds her back, but Andromeda is a piece I've been using recently. Um, four four move CC twenty one BS twelve Fizz twelve Whip thirteen Arm two BTS three one wound size four AVA one. She is um, the only infiltration piece for Starmada. Yeah, and she's infiltrated plus three, which means she can actually flat Fizz infiltrate into the opponent's half of the table, which is pretty cool. Uh, her big thing is guard. She's martial arts three plus one damage CC with guard. So she's effectively going to be Fizz fifteen damage when she's attacking, and guard means. She can make CC attacks and cast as being in base to base reciprocally with the opponent when she's in zone of control and line of sight. So if you've got like a suppressing in cover MIM minus six dude, you can CC him instead of shooting him and he loses his cover and he loses his mimetism because you're now fighting in close combat. You'll still suffer the mimet or the, the mod suppression. from um, suppression, but that just puts you at CC 21. And all of a sudden you're you're fighting in melee basically against that dude. So she she's really cool at, at sort of like digging stuff out that's in mimetism. Um and getting rid of those like cover mods and stuff too. So she can attack stuff that's like on rooftops or on ledges and stuff if she can see them and she's in zone of control. 
I get, she's a really good holdback piece, and then she has stealth as well, immunity shock, no wounding cap, dodge plus two, and so she can she can do a lot of fun things. Especially the dodge plus two is like you can get around the corner and then go guard somebody. Yeah. And Zapper means she's got an EM template, which is oh yeah, pretty great. A Zapper is basically a chain cult EM. Oh, so it's uh, a small template EM. Uh, oh yeah, it is now. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of the um, the not nanopulsor the the, the one that's just BTS. Yeah, no, the the big nanopulsor is the oh god, I've forgotten the name of it already. But yes, that's not the zapper. The zapper is the small EM template, the small Emirat. Oh, oh, and she does have a DA close combat weapon too. So sure does. Yeah, that's nice. And a breaker pistol. So she's got lots of short range guns with the SMG, the breaker pistol. Um, the zapper's cool, and she still has a flash pulse, which is mostly a defensive thing. Because she whipped 13, so if someone gets her at like a range she's not happy with, she flash pulses them instead. And the D-Chargers are handy because she can do some some classifies with them as well. Pulsar is what you're thinking of. That's right. Yeah, it's just a, that's just a big nano pulsar. I guess with the infiltration with the, yeah, you can just put her in there and just go boom, a blow up whatever thing. And then if you're going first, yeah, if you're going first, she could be a really cool early piece trade to go hunt something down that that you mm-hmm. want to have be dead. But she's still a specialist operative too, so she can just go push all the buttons if you want as well. Oh, yeah, I didn't even With see stealth. that. Yeah, she's got a lot going on for her 32 points. And I'd probably take the 32-point SMG one because the you trade a boarding shotgun, you give away your zapper, which I yeah. would not want. I would, I'd still want to have my EM template if I could. Uh, I don't think it's worth the four points to take the boarding shotgun. Yeah, EM is just so scary for all the remotes, heavy infantry, and tags. Yes, and tags don't like dodging templates. So you can, if a tag rolls up on you within eight inches, just throw that thing on her instead of trying to guard. I mean, you can guard, but I'd rather just try and hit it with the EM template because you're you're gonna be terrifying the tag because getting out of it's almost impossible because the mod stack now. Yeah. Let's talk about Casanova. You just painted that guy. Yeah. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a weird profile, but he's neat but weird. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out what I actually want to do with him. The four deployment plus eight's nice because he's got uh, uh, either EM mines or shock mines. And I've, I don't know what the better option is because they both, I mean, shock mine could just kill somebody, but the EM mines can lock down somebody. I'd always take the EM mines. I'd always take the EM yeah. mines. <laughs> I just take the EM mines, yeah. I think EM mines are where it's right. at. Because like, even if you, even if you, um, even if you don't, like because you you don't have mine layer i don't think oh you do have mine layer actually never oh, yeah. mind yeah, you, you can mine you can mine lay them uh even if you don't end up killing them with them you just made a part of the board inaccessible to tags and stuff like that right like it's not it's not nothing just to say hey next to this objective your tag does not walk <laughs> it does not come over here until somebody goes and clears this that's true and then i guess we have a few other mine layers as well we can get the raven eyes after this yes we'll get the raven are amazing so, yeah so <laughs> we have yeah He's got the dodge plus three, but he's only fizz 11. But fizz 14 on the dodge is not terrible. 70% no chance. Cap. Mimit is a minus six. Specialist. He's he's Specialist. like Andromeda on size two. So he's like an easier to hide Andromeda a little bit for roughly the same points. Yeah, he can still die pretty easily-ish. But I guess not terribly because he can't. I guess he's got a submachine gun to shoot back at you, but he doesn't have anything like long if he ever gets caught at a long range he doesn't, doesn't have, have that flash pulse yeah doesn't have that flash pulse to try and save himself yeah. with um what he does have though is he has a monofilament close count weapon at minus three so it means that martial arts you're minus six to fight back against him 
which is a big deal because your CC, your martial arts two, which means you're plus three, minus three, and then your additional minus three for that monofill metal. So if you go and fight a tag, it's minus six CC and you're plus three CC. So you're on 25s and that tags on like probably 10s, 11s, maybe. <laughs> Depends on what the what the CC of it is. They're usually like 17 to 18. So a minus six CT, CC is a big deal when you're adding five to your roll and he's got a 50% failure rate which means you're almost always hitting with that monofilament. So you don't really care what your fizz is when you're hitting with monofilamental. I guess the problem is, is getting up there. Well, that's where that plus three dodge gets in in the fourth <laughs> deployment, right? Like, and, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 and here's the thing, you lay the mine around a corner and then you run around the corner. That's that's the other option with him, right? Is you you force the dodge and then you just second move into CC. That's true. If, so if you want to go hunt the tag with him, tags or anything, yeah, yeah you, just, no, that's you true. lay the mine around the corner, and then you just rip around the corner, and he's got to choose. And even if you lay, if you use mine layer, you still have two more mines to use. So yeah, precisely. Okay, so, yeah. There's the, he's got uses, but I think he requires more setup than Andromeda, and he's slightly less versatile. Right, he's a specific kind of hunting piece at close range. Um, that has some like some midfield jamming and stuff too. You gotta be really careful with him that he doesn't get picked off. Yeah, I mean that's true of Andromeda too. I think that the nice thing about his is that he, at least he can hide. He's not on a fifty-five mil template. That's true. Uh, let's talk about crushers. Have you tried these guys out yet? A little bit. Um, I tried the, uh, the the drop troop one, and he comes in from behind, mm -hmm. and then uh, he's got boarding shotgun, but he's got a Panzerfaust. But it's kind of like if you can get someone in the back, Panzerfaust is good. Um, Otherwise, it's kind of like really risky to roll that one die. Um, but uh, it's nice that they're they're all they're all button pushers. They're all forward observers. They all have no wounding cap, and uh, and mimetism minus three. And they're also like one of the only forward deployments that you get besides uh, the Andromeda and Casanova. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like this is all you kind of get. They just seem a little bit expensive like you're paying for the emcc weapon but they don't yeah. have any cc skills in their cc 17 so yeah it's the, the it's... one thing i think that would make them more interesting and it's weird they're the only four observers i've seen lately that don't have a flash pulse if they, if they had, had a flash, flash pulse, pulse they'd be much better. that's what i mean like they should if they just had a flash pulse i think they would do that midfield jamming role way better because they would have something like i think relevant to contribute to the aro presence whereas just having nano pulsers which i think is what's replacing in their equipment cost here the flash pulse um it's not as good it's just not as it's not, it doesn't keep them alive um but a flash pulse with their mimetism and cover would i think give them that like ability to be like these cool defendy pieces and i would take the 29.1 i take the if it had a flash pulse the smg nano pulser and then just suppress it Right, because this SMG doesn't care about range bands all of a sudden when you're on suppression, you just litter the midfield with three of these guys. But I think yeah. you're right. I think as the profile stands, it's not, it's kind of like for less points, you get Andromeda, right? Or less points, you get Casanova. And I'd rather have those two with Mind Layer and Guard and, you know, all the like toys that they bring than these guys. Definitely, because it's like their EMCC weapon sounds amazing until you look at their CC. And you're like, it's just a crazy dice roll to try to go with the close combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a last resort. Like they're super dangerous if they land, but they're not, they're not that great. And the no winning cap's cool and the shock means cool, but 
I think the problem is that in category, they're kind of like priced out by like the Tiangu and the um, the character models that are also in this list. And that leads me to the last one I kind of had in this list. Oh, the last two actually, because we'll end with the Raven Eye, is the Raptors with the Diva Bots and all their other gear. The Raptors are cool. I really like Raptors. They have NCO. Yep. And so that gives a lot more flexibility to who you can bring as lieutenant or if you bring these guys. And they all have NCO too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, just like baked in. They all have NCO. You can bring them as a fort observer, killer hacker. Um, oh, and they always get the diva bot. Uh, the killer hacker is cool because you can make them both uh, uh, do the impersonation, the cyber mm-hmm. mask. And so mm-hmm. then you have two little smiley faces. Now, how does it work if one's revealed? Then just that one's revealed. The state's canceled. It'd be the same as having know, your mind get revealed. You know what I mean? Just because your sync doesn't mean that one gets revealed and one doesn't. It's the same with antipodes, right? Antipodes, one can be revealed and one isn't. Oh, they yeah. still activate normally. It's just the state on that particular model's canceled. So I, I think that's pretty strong. I mean, it's kind of order intensive to like put them into that, but it's like, I don't know, at the end of an order, like you can go in, do some killy stuff and then go cyber mask. And it's just, well, I think the NCO saves you from that, right? Cause you have a sleepy Lieutenant, then you use your NCO to cyber mask them. And then you've got the diva bot and the, um, Raptor walking forward with their sweet two wound. And they both have the same level of mimetism. Not that you won't know who's who just by, by remembering it, but you've got a light (laughs) flamethrower and a heavy flamethrower coming out of, coming out of cover and a spitfire potentially too. Yeah, they're the BS-14, they're move 6-2 or 6-4 on the Diva Bot, and so it's really cool to, like, you can you can pop both of them around the corner at the same time, and then uh, good luck choosing what you want to do. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the whole point. They're, 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 they're like a baked-in uh, fiddler, right, where you can choose, one can shoot, one can flamethrow, and then you have to be like, well, which will it be? <laughs> and the multiplexers like are pretty go? good. Mm-hmm. Like you can get that AP shot, you can take out those higher armor targets that are hiding in cover. Um, and the same with the boarding shotgun, boarding shotgun's baked in AP, right? So uh, it's, and it's plus, and one plus one damage, on. so it's almost like a heavy shotgun and a Panzerfaust, too. On that guy, I think that one's the one I'd take the boarding shotgun plus one damage Panzerfaust. He's cool because he goes he multi range bands, even though the Panzerfaust eventually empties, right? He's a bit cheaper than everybody else. I like both those profiles. Well, that's 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 the 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 sort of like heavy one, but the premier greatest thing that you have access to in this whole list, I think personally, is you can take two Raven Eye officers, and they're yeah absolutely amazing. So tell me about those guys. So Raven Eyes are like you just take two every list. You start with two. <laughs> I feel because first of all, they have mind layer. Uh, and they first of all, they're have, twelve points. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're so yeah, cheap. Yeah. They're they're like the cheap option. There's not really a lot of like lower than twelve point options in O twelve for Starmada. Um, so those are like your cheap little guys. Or the game. Or the game, yeah. <laughs> you well, Owen always brings all these like this guy's seven points, this guy's eight points, this guy's and there's five of them. That's Good the luck. faction he's playing though, right? When you're playing when you're playing when you're playing Hawk Islam or you're playing Ariadna, you just that's your that's your faction benefit is you have cheap uh-huh. cheap bros. Or combined yeah. army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but combined army doesn't get a cheap guy like this you know what i mean that you get cheap war bands you don't get cheap like this guy does this guy's like a gazi you know what i mean like this guy this guy does a bunch of jobs he's like an old gazi even like he does a bunch of jobs for 12 points 
Yes. Uh, so he's got he's got EM mines, which we've talked about before, which are great. If you combine them with Casanova and two Raven Eyes, you can have three EM mines starting on the board, and then a potential six more EM mines that can be laid during the game. And so it just makes things really scary for the heavy infantry that could mess you up, or or any other kind of model repeaters, <laughs> anything. Because even if you if you're not heavy infantry, it can still uh, isolate you, which makes things really annoying. Um, so besides that, they also have Emirates, which are the large template EM ammo, which is awesome. So they're just like they can they're like defensive mostly. But they also have forward observers, so they can also press mines and you can like run them up. Again, they have they don't get any kind of forward deployment or anything, but but they're like they're not bad to like run up, lay a mine around the corner, pop around with their submachine guns, or suppress. Yeah, suppress, suppress. flash pulse. They all have flash pulses too with whip 13. Oh, I didn't even realize they have flash pulses. Yeah. See, this is the FOs usually have flash pulses. These guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just they're kind of like just an all-around awesome defensive unit. For twelve points, that are like way under costing. I think it'd be your lieutenant if you want to. Yeah, for twelve points, just a cheap lieutenant, and that way you could have your NCO use a, a lieutenant order and then have Cho sleep somewhere too. And they have the option for cyber mines that only affects hackers, but I don't think you ever would take that. Not just take EM because EM also right. affects hackers and turns off their device if they get isolated, right? Yeah, and uh, it's the same as lieutenant profile. And so with, when they're in EM mines, because you they the opponent can ask that, right? Of like what uh, profile he's brought. What do you mean? Like, so if you're deploying a Raven Eye and then you put a mine out next to him, they can ask. You just, it would be a camo marker. So you would just say it's a camo minus three marker. You don't say it's a mine. Right. right but, but you say, how many mines do you have? Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, they're going to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. The question is, is it a cyber mine or is it an EM mine? Oh, you're open information because you have, you have EM mines. So you'll know which one it is. Yeah. He'll know that there's a KO marker there and that that guy's equipped with EM mines. So he'll definitely know see EM mines. Yeah, for sure. Right. So this is where you always take EM mines because it could be a lieutenant. It could not. Yeah. Yeah. Double down. You don't don't really know. For sure. Um, So he's a good like sleeper on a roof guy because nobody wants to jump into an EM or a EMRAT. And an EMI. Because you have, you have so <laughs> much, you have so much that can use NCO. You have so many NCO options. Like the Zeta can do it, the That's Raptors it. can do it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So just two, but hey, they're they're available. Are you sure? There's no more than two. Oh, I thought there was. Mm-hmm. Like one, other than that, that they can be in your security link. Yes, and they can be in your security link. That's we talked about oh. that at the very beginning. Is they can also be part of your security link. So you'd have Emirat Blast plus one. Yeah. And, you have, and both Raven Eyes can be part of that link team. So you could just go. <laughs> and when we talk to the when we talk about the, the support stuff, right? We're talking about the blue coat and stuff too. Like you could be like Raven Eye, Blue Coat, Kappa, Cho. <laughs> and that's it. So one Kappa makes that a link team, and then everybody else is just sleeping. You don't even need to bring the Kappa. You probably Bixie, want to. B- Bixie has NCO. I knew there was somebody else. Ah, uh, Bixie. That's the one we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's 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 plenty of NCO options. I'll give it to you. But the two Raven Eyes are are almost like mandatory at this point. I think everybody's just taking them as their 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 first two models in the list. But it's like two Raven Eye, Cho, Blue Coat, Kappa, Paramedic, maybe. And that kind of leads us into support. 
talking about the support pieces. Let's talk about the the, the venerable Kappa, the Fusilier of O12. What, what's it? What's a Kappa do? Kind of just everything good, except they're they're not garbage whip like a Fusilier is. It's true. Whip thirteen is fantastic, which brings me to my most popular profile with them, which is the hacker. Because for twelve points and 0.5 swick, you get a hacker. Yeah. Which is, I think, one of the cheaper hackers in the game, if not the cheapest. And Whip thirteen, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have six cents in a fire team as well. Right, and like, and you could bring like three of them, and just as like your sleepers. Because one thing I find is, especially in Starmite, you don't really use all your swick. You can, but typically you have an extra like one point five to two swick left over mm-hmm. when you're taking all the other stuff, and so. So whenever you take Kappa, I always seem to take them as a hacker. They get the submachine gun, and so you can have suppression options. Um, obviously, not so much if you're in the link, but uh, I guess if you're in the link, then maybe you take either the missile launcher or heavy machine gun or sniper rifle, because then you get you go up the BS-15 and you get the plus one burst. Or so. Or you take the FO, because the, the FO is a deployable repeater. I guess he just drops it at his feet, right? Sure. Or walks around a corner and drops it, like just extends the range of your cyber ghosts and stuff like that, or makes your home base have a hacker. So if like a heavy infantry drop tube comes in or a tag comes too close. Remember, this is like a sleeper fire team. They could be spread out across like five rooftops, <laughs> right? All on different rooftops. They don't have to all be together. I think that's a common mistake people make with um, fire teams. Is they think they all have to be standing in like a cloud. But as long as the central guy is never going to do anything or change, and this is just like a sleepy fire team, um, having that deployable repeater on the one of the wings, basically, um, as long as they're close enough that that they're still within eight of each other, you can have that 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 hacker net spread out. Now, deployable repeaters, is that what kind of action is it to put that out? Uh, I believe it's deploy repeater or deploy deployable, <laughs> place is deployable. That- I think it might just a short skill. Like, can you do yeah. it in ARO out of line of sight? Uh, let's look. Uh, you can't do it in line of sight, no, because okay. you need your options for things out of line of sight are, I think, dodge or idle. Place deployable, infinity wiki. No roll, short skill ARO, have a weapon or piece of equipment within the deployable label and reactive turn, line of fire, the active, uh, active trooper is required. So you have to be able okay. to see the active trooper in order to drop it. Yeah, Allows the user to place token. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of good options here, but again, I love the hacker. The hacker's great. Um, and they're cheap. Again, they're like 12 points for BS12, which is a nice um line infantry thing to have. Yeah, it's kind of like you bring the cyber ghost as like and then as like your killer hacker or whatever, and then when he throws the deployables, then the other hackers also get a chance to do all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Or using to do arrow spotlights, right? Multi-arrow spotlights on people. So if you want your killer hackers hiding in um, in uh, Cyber Mask, then this guy could be the one that's throwing out those spotlights when people are walking by your repeater net. Uh-huh. I mean, and if you have like three hackers, then it's like, oh, you get three chances of spotlight. Or if, God forbid, anything else comes in, which mm-hmm. no one would be stupid enough to do because it's too terrifying that three guys get a chance to, to hack you. Yeah, this support fire team as a core is pretty much the like most telegraphed, I think, in the game. Like it's 
it, it just says like you take this, you take Cho, you take two Raven Eyes, you take a blue coat, and you take a Kappa to make it a fire team. It really is a, a very like telegraph fire team. Uh, what about the Lambda? Have you used the Lambda? I haven't. I I did pick up some. I haven't used them yet. They're nice because they're either the uh, they're the Whip fourteen. That's either the Doctor Engineer that can take the U box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are so, your your support models. And they're they seem a little bit. Um, I don't know. I guess they're only sixteen points. But uh, I guess you can't take Monstruckers in. In uh, in Star Model. No, which is your cheaper engineer choice in O twelve. Yeah, yeah. And so I find I find myself taking uh, Parvati more of the most of the time because it's just a lot more diverse role. And um, she can fire team. There's no fire team options for the lambdas at all. Yeah, she can fire team, or she can take a couple of dude bots, and then it's kind of like she can sleep in the back, but then also can do some fighting uh, later in the game, or she can get around so you can super jump. So it's like if your uh, silly uh, tag up on a roof gets shot down because I'm climbing plusing everywhere, then she can actually get there to bring and you, it back up. Well, and you also have like a beta troop doctor option, right? Like this, that you yeah. the engineer would be the only one you'd consider taking probably just to put back together your bots and your um your uh, your chappies, your um beta troopers beta troopers right it's there's not a lot of point in having lambda doctor because the beta trooper doctor does the same thing pretty much whereas yeah, the, the engineer can the engineer can actually fix those robots yeah and i gotta remember you can use gizmo kits to like shoot at stuff sure can you and if you fire if you fire team if you fire team you can shoot two of them right because you can double tap gizmo kits and med kits too that's a really popular thing right now nobody takes doctors <laughs> in ariadna because ariadna has such good fizz they just double tap med kits into people instead um so let's talk about all your bots then so you've got basically the exact same suite of bots as pano you have the peeler the millicent um the kita and then what's the last one peter millicent and the oko we already talked about well the fuzzbots are a different class they're your different size ones but so basically you have your you have your total reaction hmg bot who is um the usual 25 okay, points he's exactly the same but he's got climbing plus which is kind of cool so climbing yeah. plus is a neat a neat add-on yeah 360 visor climbing plus total reaction i i really love it like it's well, like you can, you, you can evo it yeah you, you and, evo it and it can effectively be s14 then because everyone's always in cover long range mm-hmm. and you just kind of you can get where you need to be it kind of um, crossover hunts too. I'd say it's a crossover like long range hunter piece if you want, but that total reaction means that you never have to put it on suppression. Yeah, I'd say he, I'd put him in the gunfighter, like long range gunfighter mm-hmm. position. Yeah, he's a crossover piece for sure, but he's only AVA one. You only get one in the faction. Hmm. And then the the Millicent is a completely standard, nothing special about it missile bot. Um, yeah. I think the same with the. Kiata is the exact same. Yeah, it's just well, Kiata's got Mim, which they all have Flash Pulse. Yeah, the only difference is that his Peeler and his Oko get climbing, climbing which the others usually don't. Yeah, yeah, they get the climb plus, which is nice. So you've got you've got that bonus on those guys, and then the same with your Okos, uh, or sorry, your Fuzzbots. Rather, your Fuzzbots have the usual Evo Hacker, Total Reaction Combi Rifle, um, and then Deactivator Repeater. And nothing else special. They're exactly the yeah. same as like the sort of like standard ones, They're which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. So you can reload your pitchers on your um, 
not your cyber ghost, the other guy. Um, or your Panzer Faust or your Mines or whatever. Ghost, that's right. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. You could reload Mines. You sure like can. If, if you wanted to get really cute and didn't care about coordinated orders all that much, you could like uh, your your double Raven Eye with, um, Casanova. with Casanova and you start with three out. Coordinate, everyone plays one. Coordinate, everyone plays one. Coordinate, everyone reload. And you're like, <laughs> go away. I'm oh, trying to figure out how many Eden Mines he can place in the game. Always. Wait, and you can link the ghosts at the beginning. So you could walk them up the board. So they're not all in your deployment. We only get one Cyber Ghost. Or sorry, I'm saying the wrong unit. It's the not Raven the Cyber Eye. Ghost. It's the oh, Raven Eye, who yeah, I yeah. need to say. Yeah. It's the, true. The, the ones Raven who Eye actually is... have the mines is what I yeah. mean. <laughs> you you just bring them as a duo. Put him in your link. You could have yeah, him could. follow around two captures. No, you know what's uh, funny? You, Red Fury. You you could actually not do that because you only have Harrison core options for Raven Eyes. You can't oh. duo them. Fine. They don't go down to duos. We're bringing as a core of two. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't take a core course minimum three. It is. Yeah, there's a minimum three for cores and Harris's. I guess you're stuck having to put them with the other dirt cheap models in your list. <laughs> oh, nuts. Which leads us to the blue coat as a support piece. Blue coat's another neat one. Again, cheap. You can have four of them. So um, the crazy thing about blue coats is that they just have a wide variation of what you could bring them as. Like you can give them a red fury. I don't know why you would. I feel like there's other better like people to put it on, but yeah, it's a fire team. They're all over the place. Like they're so yeah. all over the place. They're CC twenty with natural born warrior, which is weird. They're supposed to be like the train conductors. Like they're supposed to be these dudes who like ride around on spaceships and like keep the peace. So they have biometric visors and discover plus three. So they're whip sixteen to discover, which is cool. They have plus no. one damage CC with their para close combat and shot close combat weapons. They can go to kill or they can go to basically they have like stun batons. They can set to kill or they can set to stun. And so natural born warrior, natural born warrior with minus six is better than every martial arts guy who doesn't have natural born warrior. Exactly. So he's exactly. a better fighter than every other guy out there. Yeah, because he does no failure two. state. He has no failure state, and he's minus six to hit when he uses his like stun baton. So and he the just highest goes CC in stat goes. in the game is twenty five. Yeah. So he's he literally will walk over and I mean if someone berserks him I guess he's he's screwed. But other than that, but, but he's, a he's just knifing model. and he auto hits too. That's like right. Trading for one, and he's also cheap. And he's also paralyzing you. No, he kills you. If you're yeah, gonna me, I'm just gonna kill you. Yeah, he's gonna shock you. Weapon, so. Yeah, I That's turned true. the baton to kill mode. <laughs> Charge it up. To kill. Your fizz yeah. eleven kill stack. Yeah, um, went from taser to bludgeon. That's right. Uh, but he still <laughs> also has. He still also has um, an SMG or a riot stopper. So you can also goo people, boarding shotguns, like you said, adhesive launcher, heavy riot stopper. Like his 13 point option has just nothing but sticky weapons. It's an adhesive launcher plus one burst, a heavy ride stopper, a pistol. He can't actually sidearm somebody, and then a shock CZ weapon and Pericles can open. He's a strange thing, but he's a great like defensive in your uh zone piece. If you're playing against Shazvasti or you're playing against um combined army or Hakaslam, where you're seeing lots of like specular killers and stuff like that, this guy's a, a godsend for hunting those pieces down and use them as your holdback piece, and then you just park them next to wherever the smiling faces are. Like the heavy ride stopper is just so good. It's like that that large blast that it's like okay. Uh, how about large blast you. intuitive attack? <laughs> so you can <laughs> you can just start like sticky and camel markers and being like, well, I'm just gonna goo that just in case. 
Now, intuitive, you just roll your whip. Yeah, you make your whip check, and then um, if you pass, you just hit the template, and the being touched by the template will, because um, it has to idle, otherwise it reveals itself, you just template it anyway, right? So if you declare an intuitive attack, then if it doesn't idle, you just hit it with your template because you're shooting, and if you pass your whip check, then it's canceling the camel state anyway because you're hitting right. with the template and taking damage. Now, if it does dodge... It's revealed. That, it, was just, it would just be dodging. Face? No, it's not face-to-face because -face it's a template, right? It would just be dodging the template then. But then you don't use the template. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you declare. No, because intuitive no, the, attack is a full order, so you have to declare oh, it first. Yeah, yeah. Intuitive attack is a feature of the template, right? So you're automatically using the template because it Why has the Why wouldn't this guy not just discover shoot every time? Because uh, it's a long skill because you can't move into it, probably. So is, it, so is intuitive. So is intuitive, yeah. 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 You discover yeah. plus three. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And biometric visor. Mm-hmm. Well, intuitive attack is uh, discover shoot. Then you you. I, I guess I, if you're if you're uh, impersonation one. Then well, also that. intuitive intuitive attack doesn't have any modifiers against it. An intuitive attack is done without any like mimetism modifiers or anything like that. So you're just passing a whip check and then hitting, right? So you have a sixty. I, I guess if they're attack. if they're mim three, you should discover shoot, and if they're mim six, then you could intuitive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because discover shoot is just better because then you can just go. Okay, discover. Oh, you revealed they shoot you, and I pick the best weapon for the job now. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, Owen had the fun idea of like four blue coats and a Kappa hacker, and then you just run around with adhesive launchers that three burst. Owen and I tried to play a completely non-lethal game of Infinity where he brought <laughs> nothing but adhesive launchers and he only won the game when every single model in my army was stickied and it was bananas it was, it was an insane game O12 we had a lot of fun didn't exist if O12 existed you could do it now O12 could do that you job should, we should repeat that experiment where you try and do a completely non-lethal game and you just stick everybody all the time with nothing but sticky weapons you can only take models of sticky weapons and you try and stick you up on everybody I think Paracisi should count too that's what I mean. So any, I mean, you're immobilizing things, right? So yes, yeah. Paracisi would count as well and so would Isolate and stuff like that it's just you're, you're non-lethaling people um, or EMI yeah, or whatever. Star Mata allows you to take four blue coats instead of the normal two blue yep, coats. Sure can. Twelve, and so you get those extra two blue coats, which just just opens up those defensive options. And when you add that with the two Raven eyes, it's just kind of you take the cheap blue coats, and so all of a sudden you have six guys in your deployment that are twelve to thirteen points each that no one wants to go anywhere near. Yeah, and they're linkable too, right? So you could have like two Raven Eye, one's your lieutenant, two blue coats, and a Kappa hacker, and that's like a five-man fire team. And then so just think, no uh, Joe. I think a fun one is two Raven Eye, two Kappa hackers, and then the blue coat with a red fury. Yeah. And you use them as a little fight team. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, if they die, yeah, it's under a hundred points. Like mm -hmm. And yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna be obnoxious the whole way down. Even if you break up their link and they're just stuck being two hackers and two raven eyes in the middle of the board, dropping mines and being hackers, like you're still gonna have a problem dealing with that. I guess wouldn't uh, you want? It's not just you could you could even take a machine gun instead of the red fury. No, I would just take no. I just take a red fury because she's looking for dice advantage at that point. You're not gonna hunt a tag <laughs> like a red fury's. Also, two, it two doesn't, the red the red fury is better closer up, and you're wanting yeah. to close the gap to get your hackers and mine layers closer. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's a tag. All right, uh, all right, Raven Eye, you're up. 
Like, or, well, no, or your son. The I mean that you're just the entire fire team you just described is 24, 37, uh, 57, 62 plus another 13. So it's 75 points for those five guys. 73. Yeah. So we have one more model to talk about, and I don't know why we'd talk about him because he's not fantastic in this faction. Although you could take him, and that's Saladin. The ten plus one command token, poor salad. He doesn't super fit in here. Uh, CC nineteen, BS thirteen, courage, immunity, shock. He has a repeater built into him, which is like a liability half the time. No wound in, in caps. He's just level one. He's got a combat rifle and then a pulse or plus one burst, and he's plus one command token, lieutenant. So I guess what's nice with the amount of killer hackers you can take is that if anybody comes in to hack him, you can counter killer hack pretty good. Well, yeah, but they could like just. Re- yeah, but you could just choose to hack somebody like through like your own hacking area if you're staying next to it. Like I, I guess, yeah, you could try and do that. I don't I don't know. I don't see the there's not for 34 points, you have so many better lieutenant options, right? Like you have your Raven I we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um well he gives you the plus one command token, which is nice. True. But he's 30, 34 points is a bit, but it's like it's kind of one of those things where if you put Saladin on a on a rooftop and you got a bunch of hackers, who's going to kill him? Yeah. Like no no heavy no heavy infantry or tag is gonna to want to be close, and so you have to try to if there's no other angle like jumping up on a building to see him. But you could also it. take you could also take Hector and just have two extra regular orders. You know, <laughs> like that's true. I get that he, I get that he's twice the points, but he's also <laughs> fighting reliably, that's, right? Like he's fair. he's he's not hiding from a fight, which Saladin's doing for most of the games. So you have 34 points that's just providing a command token and a repeater. It is not which is doesn't feel like it's as much as. You know, either keeping it cheap with the ha- the um, the uh, Raven Eye, or having functionally two extra orders with Hector and a and a you know murdery kill man. What other faction is Saladin in? Hakaslam. Yeah, because in Hakaslam he's got Stratego's level two. Yes, yeah. which means which means you much can more. move people from groups. Yeah, so that that makes it more worth it for him to bring them. I think. But you in... still don't. He's a shadow of what he used to be. The fact that Tigos <laughs> is around in a lot more places and the plus command mm-hmm. token is in a lot more places. It really yeah. and, and that NCO exists now. Yeah, NCO like, was the big thing. Like NCO what it used to be. Like but when there was no NCO and you had like a lot of dead lieutenants because you, you couldn't use their order or you'd either break links or or your lieutenant would just get killed. The fact that this guy existed was a really big deal. But now it's like that that Ghulam has plus one command token. <laughs> like <laughs> that, right. and, and that other Ghulam in the same group has NCO. So yeah. but not, what, what not in Starmata. You have NCO in Starmata. No, no, but it's the only way to get an extra command token in Starmata. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. If you wanted five command tokens, if you want to do something with command tokens. If you know, if I want to drop all those mines. Sure. It's a lot of <laughs> I mean you you have a sleep if you have a sleepy security. So let's talk about the fire team stuff now to wrap this up. If you have a sleepy security fire team, you're probably not having to reform it. You know what I mean? Because it's no. mostly sleeping. And then your duos are just getting you there. So you're probably not reforming that either. And we talked about like four different duos. We talked about the, I really like the Psycop duo that Owen came up with, with the Varangian. And then of course there's the classic Shona uh, gets you there with Smoke uh, duo as well. The uh, Oko Lockkeeper duos. Um I mean, how many duos could you fit in? Let's try and make a list right now. Let's see. How many duos could we actually fit in here? So we do double 
But you are Raven Eye Link, right? Which you just described. So Lieutenant Dude. Uh, and then let's say you're a Kappa hacker. So well, okay. So while you're while you're figuring that out, I just want to talk about lieutenant options. Sure. Because it, you actually have a lot of lieutenant options. You can bring a Kappa as a lieutenant. It costs one Swick, so it's kind of expensive. You could bring your Zeta as lieutenant. Again, kind of risky, but um, it's great. Uh, Naito Santiago can be lieutenant. Hector is usually your lieutenant. You can bring him. Enza Cho is probably not going to be your lieutenant, but your backup lieutenant. Uh, Blue Coat can be lieutenant. Saladin can be lieutenant. Raven Eye can be lieutenant. And so I feel like with Starmada, you can really keep them guessing, unless it's a couple of them, who's your lieutenant. And so it's not a, it's it's hard to kind of fish them out, even if they know your faction in and out. Uh, it's 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 easy to keep them guessing. And then with Cho on the sideline, lost lieutenant is a very low risk. Which right. is nice. And I don't know how that is in other factions, but it's nice. Which so one would you which one would you default to? What's your what's your like go-to lieutenant option? In Star Mata, mm -hmm. it'd probably be a Raven Eye or Blue Coat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, unless I'm bringing Hector. It's kind of like because if you bring Hector, he's a lot of points. And so you're kind of building a Harris around him, and you're kind of like, that is your you're you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket with Hector. And so if you're it's kind of like to bring Hector or not to bring Hector. Because if you bring Hector, right. you bring him as lieutenant because there's no point spending all those points just to bring him on the sideline, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so so if you don't bring Hector, then then probably blue coat or raven eye, just because they're the easiest to kind of hide in the background where you don't want to get near them. And so it's just kind of I don't want to get I, I don't want to peace trade with this 12 point model. And maybe it's lieutenant, maybe it's not. And then chose somewhere, and who knows what she's pretending to be as another blue coat or another raven eye somewhere. Who knows? I mean, that feels that feels right. I feel like you don't yeah. necessarily need a fighting lieutenant in this list. No, you're better served with um, something a little bit different. And then you can bring either a raptor or a bixie or the zeta, and then have that NCO. Now, mm -hmm. when you use a lieutenant order, do you have to declare it's an NCO? The NCO activates their NCO skill and uses the lieutenant order. Okay. So, so, so they know it's an NCO. Yeah, typically. Well, yes. that's, that would be in your list anyway. That would be open information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that they have the NCO skill as open information typically. Gotcha. I don't know, man. It's hard to get to 300. You you even with 15 models, you have so many cheap options in here. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I mean, I guess you could just take that night of Santiago killer hacker with the bronze as like your big hitting pieces in the end. But like filling up my my cup here was pretty easy, to be honest. It was it was just, not just hard throw on the Zeta. <laughs> no, I don't think you need the Zeta. I honestly don't think you need the Zeta. Like, there's so many other choices you could take. And they're all pretty great. They all they all do work. I've got I've got um, my list, my three hundred. All right, I'll tell you mine once in in like two seconds. So you've all got right. you've got the Raven Eye, Lieutenant Raven Eye, Double Capital Hackers, a Blue Coat with an SMG. Um, you've got Parvati with a Udbot. You've got two instances of Boarding Shotgun Smoke Grenade Farangians, each with their own Psycop MSV one multi marksman. 
And then group two is a Raptor with the killer hacking device multi-rifle uh, with his Diva bot, obviously. And then you've got two duos of Lawkeeper Oko, Lawkeeper Oko with just boarding shotguns. That's cool. Name of the game is your Raptor is your I'm going to push the buttons guy. And you're literally just burying the enemy in uh, Varangian, Psycops, Lawkeepers, and Okos and just pinning them down. And if you have the opportunity to move your big link up so that it can just be an obnoxious wall of hacking and goo, mm -hmm. do it. And then Parvati can be the I'm going to fill in wherever I need because I have my Udbot on one half and I'm on the other half. Mm -hmm. and, and the Okos act as repeaters as well. So that's nice. Yeah. And so attack aware, so you get two extra orders out of that. What's your total order count minus the impetuous? Is because they're going to be linked. Seventeen, eighteen nice. with uh, lieutenant. Yeah, I got to seventeen with the lieutenant. Yeah, so mine is group one's a raven eye lieutenant, raven eye, uh, kappa hacker, blue coat, blue coat. One with a shock marksman. I went with the shock marksman over the uh, red fury because i think the shock marksman rifle does the same job but doesn't cost the swc and this whole list only is 0. 0.5 swc that's yeah, this like one's I only said, one and three you have so much extra test I know. all the time yeah and, and then the other blue coats an adhesive launcher um then it's a cyber ghost killer hacker with the combat rifle and pitcher a law keeper boarding shotgun with the oka just like owen had but then i also took the psychop frangian uh, with the MSV-1 multi-marksman rifle and the submachine guns. You do have a lot of AP in here. You don't have a lot of SWC, but you have a lot of close-range brawling AP to deal with, like, tags and stuff. And then Group 2 is shown in Avrangian to go and melee things if we want to. And then Knight of Santiago, Hacker, Killer Hacker, with the bronze um, special stopper with the multi-rifle and light ride stopper. And then the Kita Flash Pulse. So I wanted uh, the Raptor for the NCO. Like, I thought about the bronze, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, Raptor NCO, I get every... I squeeze that little bit for doing that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You get that extra NCO order in there. And he can be in a marker state. So yeah. he's basically, I push the button with impunity and then I'm I'm gone. And I'll see mm -hmm. you when I go to get the next button on the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. In a in a in a five-man, like he's in group two, obviously, with the lockkeepers and the Okos who are getting their tack awares for free movement. And then he can just soak up all five orders if he needs. Mm-hmm. And you could, if you wanted some healing in here, you could take the bronze paramedic instead of the bronze specialist, which might be worth doing, actually. They're the exact same points. Actually, I'd probably do that. I'd probably take the bronze paramedic instead. Of, oh, he's got a heavy shotgun then. And yeah. And Parvati. Because Parvati. Because Parvati, yeah. But the bronze, total immunity heavy shotgun is pretty cool, too. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I'd probably take the bronze with the with the boarding shotgun then let the combi rifle and the nanopulsor on the, the Santiago do the rest of the heavy lifting. And he's got a tin bot that Santiago does as well. So what we'll do is we'll put these uh, example lists in. I mean, and and to be fair too, like Owen and I are talking about an absolute like nightmare of orders. All of these models almost are in fire teams. I think the only model I don't have in a fire team is my seven point flash bot. I have and the cyber ghost and, the, cyber ghost and yeah. the raptor, but the raptor has a diva bot. So it's pretty close. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing, yeah. So like <laughs> so like with fifteen regular orders everything's like super order efficient right because you have all of this everybody's in either a duo um or the core link up Hell, top, even so. parvati has a udbot every time i spend an order two models move period yeah that's right yeah <laughs> you want them to exactly so what we'll do is we'll put these lists and then dan did you did you come up with a base list um i threw hector in it Ooh, so to make a difference so i only have 13 orders 
No, I guess with Oko, I have 14. So it's less less order efficient, I guess. But I got I got Cho, Kappa Paramedic, uh, Blue Coat, Blue Coat, Raven Eye. And then I have Hector, Psychop, Parvati as uh, a Harris. And then I got Shona and a Rangian. And then I got Oko and a Lawkeeper as a specialist with a comedy rifle. And then to top it off, I got a Cyber Ghost. Sweet. As uh, as my hacker with a hacking device plus. Oh, I love the cyber ghost so much. But what we'll do is we'll put the code for these. I'm going to save mine, and we'll put the code for these lists in the description um, for this week's video. And you guys can actually check these lists out for yourselves if you want to try them out. Um, and I'm using the desktop. These will be desktop codes. If you try to look at them on your phone, they probably won't work. <laughs> Just so you know, these will be the desktop codes for the desktop, um, the browser version of Infinity Army Seven. I'll post cool. a picture in the ch Patreon's chat of the list. Mm, no, I'll do that too. Yeah, I'll do that right now too. That's actually a good idea. Mm, no, I think I think what I've learned from this is, yeah, play it more because I don't have all the crazy fun tools that uh, that O12 have, but there's still a lot of crazy fun tools. And I guess a, a lot more duos can make the list a whole lot more order efficient mm -hmm. and, instead of just like, that one Harris that's trying to get up the board and murder everything. It's like spread out the effectiveness around the egg. I, I, yeah. I put all my eggs in one basket too often. I think that's the thing is I think it's tempting in these, um, in these like uh, sectorials to try and build like the most powerful fire team you can. Cause that's sort of like their jam when I feel like there's, I think I honestly think storm is really interesting. I think they do something that almost no other army does which is all of this like weird status stuff with em and and para stuff um and and i i think they play like a really interesting game <clears throat> i think they've got a lot of order efficiency i think they have a lot of like neat unit profiles um but i think that if you're trying to brute force with them you're probably you're not equipped for it right you're you're literally playing like cops you're trying to restrain people and keep them sort of like submitted as opposed to just straight up killing them with your like your better weapons you you can do that by bringing the zeta and stuff and i feel like there's a lot of like temptation to take these big hitting pieces whereas i think mean, it's funny we didn't even talk about the chaxes i just realized i was like we didn't even look at those because eh. why <laughs> so bad um but the um the the idea of um of trying to make I think that's a trap. I think I think whenever you play a faction, you need to lean into what makes your faction different and you're going to have more success than trying to mimic what other factions do with the tools at your disposal. Good point. But I don't even know what other factions do, so I mean I kind of do. I think you really. do now. I think I think <laughs> I think I think this was a really useful like start to to looking at Starmada in particular and then next week what we can do is we can go through and look at um O12 in general and the things that are different, right? So like, what is, what is the vanilla? Like, obviously take the fire teams out. You can have duos, but they're really limited. Um, yeah. And then what do you gain for doing that? Cause, I, cause honestly, like none of what we talked about this week is going to change. Like all the, everyone's still going to sit in those same roles, but you're going to have a few new units we can talk about. And how does that change it up? Cause I think, I think a lot of like, apart from the duos and stuff, a lot of these lists could be identical in actually, there's nothing. I don't think that you, that I've taken in this list. Maybe the Knight of Santiago that isn't available in 012. Yeah. Knight of Santiago and Bixie. And Bixie, yeah. You don't get Bixie, really? 
Nope. Weird. Oh, but you get some new things. So you get you get the other um, you get uh, diggers and trip hammers. Oh yeah, there's plenty hunters. of good stuff. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be there'll be fun stuff that you can still take. We talk about the razors oh, yes. and stuff too. Oh, and dakinis. Yes. Oh, you get more a stuff. Links. That's right. You get divas and dakinis. Uh, yeah, the Yeah, serious. Gangbusters. Talking about cool. Alpha. And the alpha, and we'll talk about those units next week. So I hope this was useful for people listening and thinking about playing Star Mata or O12 in general. Um, and big thanks to Dan for for putting up together the the show notes and and leading this through his faction. And we'll do the rest of it next week, which is I think the part of it you're more familiar with because you've been playing mostly O12. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, right. that's it. Uh, coming up next week, obviously we'll have the O12 thing. Uh, also this weekend past when you guys are hearing this we'll have just run the tactical awareness uh winter war tournaments you can see lots of pictures of that up online um, on our facebook page you can catch up with us on discord and on facebook um and of course if you are a patron then you are listening to this five days early uh and you'll have already been through and and, and listen to this podcast before the tournament happens so stay tuned for uh the weekend and what we got coming up so ash for for the monday listeners uh how'd the tournament go it's gonna be great. <laughs> it went it went perfectly. It went perfectly wow, it was so amazing. without a hitch. I've run at a great time. And I guess I could spell right now. Um, I've already reserved the space for spring offensive, which will be April 23rd, 2023, which will be our next seasonal tournament. Um, and there'll it'll be this the the middle tournament, basically. I'm thinking that what we'll end up having is we'll have um uh spring offensive, they're gonna have SummerSlam in the summertime. And then we'll have um, uh, Fallout, which will be our our fall one, which will be the one that brings in the new season. That'll be our new season tournament because every October is when the 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 new ITS pack comes out. So we'll probably this 2023 will be a shortened year because it'll just be Winter War, Spring Offensive, and SummerSlam. And then Fallout will be when we we start doing the next one. But we're already registered. We got the space. Um, we'll be throwing down and doing a whole new um, event and I'm going to try and expand the, the the location. I mean, obviously I've, I haven't actually done it yet, but I was there today dropping off the rest of our deposits. So um, hopefully we'll be able to grow the tournament to even more players because we got more players than I planned on. So people are bringing tables and stuff. So I'm pretty excited. And hopefully you guys can come down for April too. No one and I may or may not make a guest appearance. That's right. Owen's going to try and, uh, and, and, I mean, I'll go get down at the airport. <laughs> I don't mind. It's easy. And you can drive me to the airport. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, and I have, and I have two guest rooms for you guys to sleep in. So it's all good. Um, which are my back kids to the basement for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, jokes on you that that little fallout couch covers at least one third of my body. <laughs> it's a it's an IKEA um um much more call it futon and it's perfectly adequate. You ever, you ever seen a single bed? Not it's like that, but seven. half. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm only six two. That's right. You're only you're both. All three of us are pointlessly tall. I understand. It's not the greatest thing to sleep on. So anyway, big, uh, big thanks for everybody listening. Um, and we'll see you next week to fill in the rest of O12 and then talk about the next faction we're going to do. Bye. Bye.